0: They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combine they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another another episode. Sorry, Sarge is still talking up to the minute, up to the second. Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, Dirty Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Uh,
1: one more week closer to going to the insane asylum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, it's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We're here live every single Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday nights on Mixer.com slash 30instillgaming. You can also watch us live at 30instillgaming.live, which is our website that we've had for about a week now. Uh, Check it out, 30instillgaming.live. You can go to our Twitter you can go to our YouTube. You can see all the past broadcasts of this show, Generation X Gaming. You can listen to all the GXG micro-episodes by clicking over there. And you can also watch me on the other podcast I'm on on Monday nights called The Rageous Table on Monday nights over on Twitch. You can go to 30instillgaming.live to watch all of that. So, do appreciate you. If you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, head on over to anchor.fm or you can tip us down below. All the all the stuff goes back into to gear, like we bought Sarge and uh, earlier this year a, a new microphone right so he, he didn't have that shitty microphone anymore right so oh,
1: at shitty microphone the yeti's a good microphone. no the
0: yeti's a good microphone but the cable and the USB and it's it's better with this it's, it's, it's better with this all right so shitty cable shitty, shitty cable well, no the, the microphone's good it's a good I still have mine it's a, it's a good microphone it's a backup it's a backup all right so on this on today's show we have a lot to talk about we always have a lot to talk about we always... We, the, shit, the, the shit never stops. Right. Bad news all the time. Right, So we have... Uh, we're going to talk about... BNN. Right. right, right, right bad news. Uh, bad news network. We're, we're going to talk about Fallout 76's roadmap. I want to talk about... Not the whole thing. We're just going to talk about little bits and pieces of it. Okay. We're going to talk about uh, Anthem. They came out a couple uh, days ago and said what they're doing. Or not doing... Uh, the calling, this has got to be the biggest clusterfuck of all of all business models I've ever seen. I told you. I'll
1: give it to him though. He's he's got balls though.
0: He's got to he he has got to be owing someone money, right? He's got to be owing someone money. It's just it's just very strange. Uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, lots of lots of money from Two K and from Fortnite. Uh, eleven years Minecraft has been out. Can you imagine? That's been eleven years, Sarge. Sarge, uh, give me a sentence real fast I so I can. I think
1: it's. I think it's longer. You were playing it way before it even came out. You were playing like three years before it came out. So I, for you, I, it's like no, no, no. It's eleven years. No, year. no, no, no,
0: no. It's eleven years from when it came out in alpha. It was, it was two thousand nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand fourteen, I think, is when it launched. I think when start when uh, or was it two thousand eleven? I forget. I forget. It's been a long time. Uh, and we have other things. We're talking about Joe Rogan. We're going to talk about Zack Snyder cut, uh, and many other other stories. So first up. I want to talk about uh, destiny right we, me and Sarge always go back and forth we wanted to we wanted to dedicate a show just to destiny but I feel like that we say the same stuff over and over well, because, we, we say well, because, new things but it's right, mostly the I, same I, stuff I will I will I will
1: promise tonight I will not rant about destiny I will have constructive words
0: well we're not we're not gonna talk about it like that so what I'm gonna talk about yeah. is yeah. that the this season that's happening right now right So, this season right now is, in my opinion, right, my opinion, meaning my opinion, okay, is the worst season, and I didn't like Drifter at all, okay, but at least Drifter brought something, okay? This was nine weeks of playing Seraph Towers, okay? Six weeks into the Seraph Tower, they made it harder on week seven while the Guardian Games was out and then the public event for the quest that you were doing for the for the Fellwinter's lie the very first mission for Fellwinter's lie was 9 million points okay 3 million per planet we talked about this a little bit last week okay well it got completed on sunday right the, the community came together reluct- reluctantly okay but they came together and it's sunday before midnight okay before the the 12th hour or the 24th hour, okay, they completed it. Now, I was on IO. I got there at 80% left, all right? I completed two on uh, the, the EDZ. I completed one on the moon, and I didn't get to complete one on IO because they completed it while I was doing it, okay? But there was nobody on IO on the Xbox. The Xbox was was terrible. Only 9 million, exactly, Hunter,
1: Maybe so, you were just in a maybe it was just a bad nope, instance. Nope, I left and came back.
0: Into. Nope. <laughs> I, I exited and came back three times. Did you <laughs> walk backwards while crouching? I, I spun. I did the spinning thing. You spin I, I yeah, spun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I did I did all the stuff to, to try to get people to, to pop in. So this season to me was like garbage. Doing the event, I was like, All right, we're done with it. Next step. Next step was a thousand kills with the shotguns, okay? Or 100 kills in PVP. And I looked at it and I went, uh, I'll stick with PVP or PvE, right?" So I just ran around, went to the lost sectors, did the whole thing. We were done with that. The next step was to go to uh chat help me out with the with the with the name of the actual map that you went to. It's in it was an Iron Banner. It's a PVP map. It's across the bridge. I forget what what uh the name of the map was. Anyway, you show up there, there's no bad guys, nothing. It's just an empty map, okay, across the bridge, and it was, uh, what's it called? You just scan three items, and then Anna Bray comes on and, and starts talking, and you're like, all right, cool, there's lore, and I love lore, right? Lore's good, okay, I like lore. After I scanned the three things, the next step was to go to the moon, go to the bunker, and this was Sunday now. Vostok. That's it. Thank you very much, Buckler Lorian. Right? So, I go to the I go to the moon. I go to the actual next step. I try to open the bunker and then it teleports me back to Eris and it's glitched. Right? So, we have to wait now. Obviously, it was the weekend, midnight. Okay. No one's going to come fix the game at that time. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, today, at reset they finally fixed it. Okay? So, you waited 9 weeks to go to the mission that you couldn't complete. And then you go into the bunker. Now, mind you, we've been going into these bunkers every day for nine weeks. Okay? I get in there today, and there's nobody to kill in the bunker for this mission. It's a hologram. You walk up to the hologram. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. Okay? But there's lore. You already spoiled it for me. Right? And I'm like, okay, great. Lore. Yeah, I'm not spoiling anything with the lore, though, is what I'm saying. Okay? Then I go into the next thing, and you go from one lore hologram to the next ho- uh, hologram. So it's lore,
1: a diff- it's a change of pace. There, it's not just sure. shoot, shoot. Sure. here's a word,
0: shoot, shoot. Here's right, a word, right. shoot, shoot. This is a completely different direction. Okay, so then I'm in the bunker, and I'm like, all right, there's got to be bad guys, right? So I, I I scan the next thing, I walk up to the next one, I walk up to the next three holograms. Just like Vostok, there was three things there to scan. Over here, there's three things, and then at the end, it's like, hey, explore the bunker. I'm like, all right, here we go. Explore the bunker. A new door opened up, and I'm like, let's go, right? So I walk in there. I wish i recorded this, but I didn't, because I was playing this afternoon when my son was taking a nap. So as I walk through, I'm going through, I'm looking down, I'm trying to scout, see if there's any ghosts hidden somewhere and stuff. No, there's none of that. Don't waste your time. Okay. I go down this elevator, Not this not elevator shaft, but a, a shaft. Then I go into an air duct, and then in the air duct, I fall d- farther down in the air duct, and then I... Come into this giant room, and I'm like, "Oh, this looks awesome!" Right? It's like a like a war mine, like Rasputin's room, that that giant thing. Remember Iron Banner, where you would run in, and he's at the end of it. It's like that. You walk up, and there's there's a person. I, it's gonna give it away because it's the fucking Felwinter's lie, shotgun. Mission. I got you. Okay, I got you. So the shotgun's there. Right, so there's some lore that's being spoken to you, and you grab the shotgun, and that, that's it. You scan two things, and that's it. And then after you scan the two things, you get like 10 seconds, and then pulls you out, and, and that's it. You can't go back in there. And I'm like, what, 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 what just happened? Right? Before I left, I was like looking at stuff, and the person that's in the the box, the hologram. He's all hologram except two things on him, his gauntlet and his shin, okay? Right? His gauntlet and his shin. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if you don't want to be spoiled, I'll give you, I'll give you five seconds to get out of the room for just 10 seconds, okay? One, two, three, four, five. Fellwinter is in the thing with a gauntlet and a shin. And I'm thinking that Rasputin is literally building him again. Okay, like he's rebuilding him with some sort of technology, so Felwinter's Winter's gonna come back. All right, here.
1: All right, we you guys... can rebuild him.
0: Look, you guys come back in. All right, you can come back in. All right. So, I was like, look, I love the lore. Now to get more lore, you have to use the shotgun. So as you kill things with the with the shotgun, okay. As as you as you you, you left too late. Sorry, Gator. I'm sorry. It's alright. It's not really ruined for you. Right? The lore is the good part. The lore is the good part. And I, I mean that. The lore is the good part. Use the gun. Unlock more lore. Right? In the books. In the triumphs, you go to the triumphs, you go to the lore tab and there's just 13 pages of juicy so much good lore for Destiny. Right? It's like, I want to read a book. Just sit back and just start reading this book. Audiobook. Just give me something. Right? And that's it though. And that is my problem with Destiny right now. That the lore is... You don't like to read? No, 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 no. I'm okay with reading. What I don't like is that this was such... They build up a whole season based on something, and then when you get to that something, there's nothing there. It's empty. The room was a great metaphor. It was this giant room, right? And it has awesome lore, but there's nothing in it. There's nothing in it. It looks amazing. I loved it. I loved the lore, reading the lore. I was like, oh man, this is the stuff I've been waiting for. What they could have done in that room is as I grabbed the shotgun or do my last scan, Anna Bray could have came on and said, oh, hold on a second. I'm getting some interference. Guardian. And, and all of a sudden break up. And then all of a sudden people fall in, taken, cabal somebody come in the room and start attacking me because they want that gun right so i'm using the gun to get out of the fucking room and then make an escape that is how they should have done it but no instead you get into a room and there's nothing it's just lore it's just like just gonna read a little book here it's like we waited nine weeks to read a book and i love the lore but for fuck's sake, put some kind of action in this action MMO. But, but you did. Listen, they, it,
1: listen, they, they did put action on you. So you're getting mad at the wrong reasons. You have to look at the big picture. The big picture is this. You spent nine weeks doing the same event over and over again. You were shooting and blowing up stuff and the whole time, doing the bunkers. That was the action part. And this part of, the, this part of the, the season, this is all the talky lore stuff with no shooty, shooty, bang, bang. It all evens out. It that's, that's, how it, that's how it broke down. It wasn't because they didn't want to. They just didn't want you to do more of that. That would seem ridiculous. If I made you go into a room, told you lore, and then did more shooty, shooty, bang, bang, then, then you would have been like, again?
0: Yep. Shooty, shooty, yeah, bang, but, bang? But the step to get there was kill a 1,000 people of PvE in the exact same shit you've been that's doing true, that's, for that's nine drop weeks. Dropping the
1: bucket, though. 1,000 people? No, yeah, yeah people no, I get that.
0: I get that. You have to do 500 just to get all the lore unlocked right yeah. so that's yeah, cool but what i'm saying is th- look i understand they don't have a, a small studio buck but let's think of the room that you were in did you do the mission you know what room i'm talking about right it's a copy paste room with a different thing at the end of it it's a copy paste room that they've already have established in the game right the aliens have been in the bunker for 9 weeks but for some reason, the time you go into the bunker to get the Fellwinters Lie, it's empty. And there's nobody in there invading. There's nobody. There's nobody. And it's like, how, how is this a thing? And then 10 seconds later, after you get out of the bunker, if you didn't do your weekly bunker, you did the mission. You get out of the mission. And then you go back into the same exact place you just were. And miraculously, there's bad guys in there. Right? And I'm like, what a missed opportunity again. Another missed opportunity. I promise I wouldn't rant, so I'm just going to be constructive.
1: So <laughs> I did the ranting. the 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 team that's currently working on the game is smaller. Okay, I would say, and I, this is this is me guessing because I'm just putting it in perspective from other development teams doing smaller games or doing this type of content. You know, the Anthem people. I'm, I'm putting some information together. So I'm figuring maybe about 25, 40 people maybe are doing the the, the live service part of, of Destiny, what comes out like every six months or so. You have to remember they're on their own now. Uh, they have to work on the next uh, rendition of Destiny, whatever that may be, whether it be a actual number or a title. And that's a different discussion we can have on a different day. And also they have that other game they have to work on for Tencent. They they were given money to work on a game for them and they're they've probably been working on that game now for a couple years. That, that, that's fine. I, I get it. Okay. The the issue, and this is this is this is not talking about their engine right now. We all know the engine's outdated. You can throw that in there as a hand grenade for this conversation. But what I'm talking about is is because I think maybe they, they rotate who's who's doing the live stuff like so you're not doing the same stuff all year like you come in you do six eight months of the stuff for destiny and then they rotate you out that's why we get these like different things i don't think that they ever got together as a one vision group to decide how the content should be connected to the game and and that's the, the that's the issue mostly People will play a repetitive shooter, and that's what everything is anyway, but what I'm saying is people will play a repetitive game loop as long as there is a connection to it that makes you feel like you're vested to it, and at the end, there is a small goal or something to lead you to something else. <clears throat> like, that's the reason. They fracture the way the game is played, and they fracture it so badly that you're, you're either grinding for no reason just to grind, or they drop a piece of lore in there, but it's not related to the actions that you've done up until that point, so it's disjointed.
0: Well, the lore so this time don't... around is really good.
1: No, I get that, but the the connection as a whole is not is not consistent. Like, if you did such an if you did this event for nine weeks, and then there was a culmination of it, and then it led to something that that was the trophy for the nine weeks, you would be okay with it. But because it's disjointed, and it's just
0: this... You just kept me busy for nine weeks. I get it. Well, there's still... In defense, there I, is another story plot that's supposed to be filled in the next three weeks.
1: Well, here
0: I'll give you a good example. Out of all the characters
1: in the game up to this point, I'm talking about from D1 all the way up to now. During the one of these seasons, you can just pick any random character that's already in the game... And just elaborate on them and, and, and connect story or something to them and have you do missions for that kind of person. And that way, you're attached to the actual game lore. It's not just, it's just me running around, doing some stuff to get some currencies. Like, that's not, that doesn't make you vested to the game. That's their problem, right? They, they never, ever followed through with the connection between the player and and the actual story anymore. It's only about what can we put in front of them to keep them busy while we work on this next piece of content. I'm fine with I'm fine with substantial content with purpose and vision. I don't like busy work for the sake of just playing the game because I like to look at pretty things. As I I I understand the difficulty levels that they have and the time restrictions that they have. But remember,
0: they, they have their own time restrictions they're doing themselves now. They
1: are on their own. Right. No nobody, one's making the time restraints except that nobody is telling them that they have to release a season every six, every every 12 weeks. Nobody. You could just have some stuff going on in the background and just stop and work on something else. And the people who love the game will just wait until that part comes out. See, their problem is, is they've painted themselves into a corner. If they go too long now without content, they're afraid they're going to lose a percentage of their population base that they can't get back. No, they'll, yeah. Well, right? I understand that's them, what, but That's the concern. Okay? Otherwise... Isn't that what's happening why, now anyway? Why put yourself through this heartache of trying to maintain a games-as-a-service content release schedule when they can't? It's been admitted that they can't. We agreed with them. We said, cool, do what you want to do. And yet after their separation from Activision, they are
0: still sticking with the impossible schedule. Why? It's because why wouldn't you just- I know why. It's because they're making a really good income from the Eververse store and they it. can't they can't stop that. Right? They can't they can't stop it, right? Here's the thing, I just thought about it. The Phil Winters lie as I'm shooting things and leveling up the Triumph to open up and then I'm reading lore what about what about if they put that in the actual game as far as every gun or every piece of armor as you level it up it releases another piece of lore. Everything in the game, right?
1: Well, that So that would be that your would be, carrot. That would be your that would carrot. Be ridic- that would be ridiculous. Well, there's lore, there's
0: lore behind everything anyway. Right? All no, the no, guns and no, stuff have lore.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the once again they've they've strayed from they've strayed from the connection remember the gun okay I'll, I'll give you a good example this is this is the best way i can describe it. it it maybe it happens on a psychological level people don't see it right away but if you think about it you'll understand the all the guns have a name they're yeah. named the gun is named that's the treasure so basically that's like a person it's an actual it's not just an item it's a being in the game Right? And the being in the game has specific stats, is good for certain things, you're going to put it together for a, a good build, and you wrap around that identity. Like, I'm using this gun. And when you say the gun to somebody, they know exactly what it is you're trying to do, what kind of build you're going to run, when you mention the name. It's a connection to the weapon. It was the trophy. Right. It's the reason why we grinded. Now they have slowly eroded the connection between their core value of the game, which is find the gun, that's the treasure, build around the gun. N- now they're, they nerf guns, they nuke guns, they, they, they basically just sunset weapons. They, they, the identity of the game is slowly being eroded. There's no reason to want the weapon anymore, because you just said to me, later on there'll be another weapon. Right. So right. it doesn't matter right. about getting this weapon now. There'll always be another weapon. Whereas before the actual pursuit was the weapon. The that's the, yeah. the ultimate treasure in the game was the weapon. Like armor was too, kinda, but the gun more so because the <clears> gun's <throat> names meant something. And that's the difference now. This is why the whole argument with sunsetting is so polarizing to most people is because... Yeah, I'm over it, though, because it happened you're, four you're, times already. No, I get it, but what I'm saying is it it pulls at people because you destroy the actual core of the game. If you're going to tell me the weapon itself doesn't matter anymore because we have to look for more weapons, that's the point of the game. I get what you're saying. It's a looter shooter, but originally, you gave value to your own gun. You gave value to your own treasure, and now you're dismissing the value of that in order to get something else in place of it so it lost it loses its meaning that's that's what i see happening with the game as a whole you're pulling away and making it just like um I, I don't i don't want to use this as an example but it's kind of the same a little bit it's like a borderlands where you get the gun it's awesome it's good for a good build but then hey kinda- i'm looking for for the same gun with the different percentages, right? I want, I want the gun with this kind of percentage, not the gun with this kind of percentage. Where, whereas beforehand, people would find the gear that went together with that weapon that was their play style, right? I want this kind of gun. I want this kind of armor set. And that was the connection with it. And now they're taking that away. I'm not saying because of Sunsetting. I'm saying just in, just in general. <clears throat> like the, the core of the game is being changed. Now, I- I'm sure that upper management understands what they're trying to do, but I think that they change they change the direction so many times.
0: They don't know what direction they've just, been turned around so many times. They don't know what direction right. they're going. It,
1: there's there's no there's no everyone's on the same bus or the same ship. We're going in the same direction. It's like everybody's like we're all here, but I want to do this with this. It's a good idea. I want to do with this over there, but the vision doesn't go forward together. Right. Right. This is the issue that it has. A a lot of people who play Destiny don't play Destiny anymore. They're waiting for something else, but on a psychological level, that's how I see it. You fundamentally have changed the game in a way that disconnects the player from the reasons, the original reasons why they were playing. The pursuit of the loot, not only for power, but the lore leading up to it giving you a connection with the game and the player in the game.
0: I, I would that's like. the issue. I would like to see a triangle formation, not not the triangle ships, but a triangle formation. And my example is even with the leveling up the guns, I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of the leveling up the guns. My 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 thing that I always say, right? But this triangle thing that's going on here, let's just talk about the EDZ, right? Like if years in the it, the sunsetting's happening, they're bringing new weapons in. It needs to be I do public events, okay? And as I do public events. It has a chance to drop, let's say, a piece of gear or a gun, right? It drops a gun. Let's say that gun has a perk on it that drops that now helps me kill Vex, right? And then I'm on the planet, or let's say Fallen, sorry, Fallen, because I'm on the EDZ. So I take the take that gun. I finally get it. It's like a grind. I do like four, five, six different things. I finally get the gun. That gun now helps me with the Lost Sector. I go in the Lost Sectors, and I start killing the guys in the Lost Sectors because it has a perk on it that helps me do more damage to the boss at the end so it doesn't take as long, so then I can farm a little bit faster, right? If I don't have that, I'm going through the Lost Sector. It's going to take a longer time. But if I have this gun, it's the prerequisite, that's not the name of it, that's, you own it, okay, meaning it will trigger the next drop to happen better, right? You understand what I'm saying? So I do the public event. I get the, I get that said weapon with the perk on it, and now the game knows that when I use this weapon in this lost sector on the EDZ, that I am more eligible now to get a said piece of gear from a boss from the lost sector. Then, so now it's public events. Next stage up, it's like the it's like the um, nutrition pyramid you, here. You've ta- you've talked you've talked about this right? before. So then. So then as you go through the the Lost Sector, then you go into Strikes. But each Lost Sector drops a piece of gear that helps you with the Strikes. And then the Strikes drop you something for the Nightfalls. And then the Nightfall drops you something for a World Boss. And the World Boss drops something to help you with the Raid. Right? Now, you could do all this stuff without any of this gear. It would just be harder for you to do. Right? Meaning a casual person, if they don't know anything about this... They could take the time to go farm these things in their limited time. And if you're hardcore, you know what you're going to do. Okay? And if you want to go into the raid without any of this gear, cool. It'll just take you longer to do. But if you did all the grind beforehand to get the gear and then you go into the raid, you'll have an easier time to do it. Which would then give you gear that would help you with the next content that they know they're developing and bringing out. The
1: the enemies in the game, after a while, the the reason why certain guns don't feel powerful or, or they feel nerfed is the fact that you're always shooting the same kind of enemies anyway. I always believe that there's a certain percentage of the, of the loot pool of the guns that should be tools for certain adventures and not just across the board. So, if you had a specific weapon, like I remember the days of elemental primaries, right? If there was uh, enemies that were susceptible to that, that's the reason why you use that elemental primary and made things easier. So, same type of lo- same type of logic, but they've stopped all that. If, well, they put the mods in the game. If if you if you, yes, but you, you once again you have to give intentionality and reasons to want to pursue a weapon or an armor set. So, if I said that you went to this location and the enemies there and this is this has to do with the actual mechanics of the game all the enemies are the same they have the same abilities and whatnot but what if what if in in a specific zones or a specific specific area if the enemies acted differently they they put up shields to defend against a certain weapon so you have to have specific weapons in order to do damage to them like intentional difficulty for specific armor and weapons that makes me have to get those weapons and armor in order to complete that section now, i'm right. not saying the right. fallen are the same everywhere but the enemies change for this location and that's the reason why i have to pursue other things now once i pursue all those weapons and armor to help me with this location right there is another carrot at the end of that mission yeah. that leads me that leads me to something else. Another planet and the guns, they do things. And now and now the guns and the ammo the sorry the guns and the armor I use to accomplish this task, I don't need as much, so they fall off. Right, automatically. And I don't worry about, yeah. don't worry about them as much because I don't need them. That, those tools are over. Now, once again, if you wanted to hang on to it because you can still use them for that else, planet, right? That's fine. But the perks and the damage values on those weapons were specific for that. That way you don't have to have all these guns in the in your in your vault. Right. That it self-cleanses.
0: It self-cleanses.
1: So my my belief is the reason why they're doing the sunset thing on top of why they told you they do it is because number number six in this list is the fact that they know everybody what they're using they know all the weapons yeah. you've used they know how many know are in your vault, you
0: how many people are not using right. them right. They, they know how many
1: guns are in your vault that you're not using right so what the fuck do you need it for i completely understand okay but again pe- the small percentage of people like to collect and the yeah. reason why they like to collect is originally you gave every gun a name and it was specifically designed for a purpose. And that's why we collected it, right? Either you like the archetype, you like the way it felt, you like the way it worked with your armor set. There's something, there's a reason why it's in the fucking closet. There's a reason why it's still there, right? Because you had some kind of memory with it. And then you have a smaller percentage of people that just want to collect everything in the game so they can look at their wall like a guy who looks at their wall of action figures and still in the right. boxes. Look, at, look what I've collected. Look at your wall. Right. Look what I've collected over the time I've played this game, right? But to say to the player base that you're going to sunset weapons for the sake of giving you more weapons to look for. The same I weapons. I, I, I don't want to get, get into this. Same I'm weapons. just going to say briefly. Right. If I take away weapons with a certain archetype and say you're not using it anymore, don't worry about it. And then a year later, after my goldfish brain has gotten over the fact that I've gotten rid of a weapon, now you're going to reintroduce it to me and my goldfish brain will be excited to go get it again because I haven't seen it in a while. Like right. That's what we're talking about. Now, whether or not it has to do with time to design a weapon or reskin or whatever, whatever it is to save time and, and and energy in order to release content without having to worry about it, this is what they've come up with. My theory is that the connection between the weapons and the armor and the game itself is fundamentally broken. Yes. That's why they have to do all these band-aids. If if the intentional reason to get gear was to do a specific job, I would cherish the gear, look for the gear. And by the way, this would take some time. It, whether you be casual or hardcore, doesn't matter. If it took 40 hours to get a full set of gear in order to complete this objective, it's 40 hours to find the gear and do this objective. If I did it in a week or if I did it in three weeks or if I did it in um, three months, it's right, right. up to you. It's nothing to do with anything else. This is the grind that it is. And that's what it is. Now, after I complete set objective, once it goes away, I don't know, the the proverbial carrot that's at the end of that pushes you up further into the hierarchy of the, I don't want to use this as an example, but it is what it is, is of the pyramid. Right. right? It's a pyramid. You find stuff, higher level gear, higher level gear. And the higher you go, the more narrow it is to actually find that gear. Right. Like what you have to do to get that gear. And that's what the high level grind is for the professional guys because they're looking to find out what it is and how to get there. Right. The base people go up as far as they want if they don't want to go up any further because they don't they don't have the time to do it, eventually you could. But not right now. Yeah. That's that's the fundamental state of what we're in now. You can you can argue about it all you want, but at this point, you guys should be you guys should be desensitized that they've taken your weapons away three times or four, four times four now. Times. So sunsetting sunsetting to most people is like uh, the, we saw this coming.
0: Like, what? You can't yeah, go anywhere. You
1: painted yourself into a corner. and That's it. I'm not that's angry. Fine. I'm
0: not angry about the sunsetting. I get why they're doing it because they're fundamentally their systems broke and they had to put it a bandaid. Broke. Right. They had to it put broke. a Band-Aid on it, which is fine. I was, I was furious. D1, when they were coming to D2, and they said they're blowing up everything, and I was like,
1: you already took it away from us one time already. But once again, so, the, the 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 fixes the fixes of what we're discussing are already made in the game. See, that's 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 the part that saddens me yeah. is all the things needed to quote unquote fix this type. There's of broken assets are already in the game that, you, that you're assets doing. Assets yeah. are already in the game. Like if if you were being if you were being attacked by fallen with Siva weapons and you were taking like a shit ton of damage, and then you'd have to go find the the Siva, SIVA armor right, to protect yourself something from, right. 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 You would pursue it. There would be a reason to do it yeah. like that kind of thing. That way, if you let's say if you went to like Planet X, like you and your boys get on you're like it's Friday night. We're going to get on tonight. We're going to do some shit. Cool. Like we're, we're going we're going to Planet X. OK, Planet X got to gear up for Planet X. So I got to get this specific gear I want right. on these specific perks. And then we go there to find what it is there is to find there. That's the pursuit that should be right. Like everything is the same. All the enemies are the same. Right. The guns all the feel the same. same. Right. Right. So it would be cool just to go onto a planet and have like a fallen captain, like whoop your ass and have some kind of new ability or something. You're like, what the fuck is that? Like, what if, what if it was, what if it was put into play that when you fight a captain one on one, you know, he always puts up a shield or does a disappearing act. But if you guys focus fire on him, it stuns him enough to where you can actually do damage to him. Some kind of mechanic like that. You mean a now, mechanic, Sarge? It, what? What? No, no, but but we've seen this mechanic before because when the when the captains came out after um, uh, Taken King, they had that ability where they would freak out and teleport or or go invisible. That that cool move he did that would piss you off, and he would always he always KO you. He'd appear right next to you, right. like that kind of thing. Like that was kind of cool, right? You had to figure out where to go and how to handle him when he started doing that move. And they're like yeah, pain in the ass, yes. And if you were by yourself, harder than if you were with a group, yes. But it was a challenge, right? Right we're missing that we're missing that because once again guns have beco- the guns have become the same all the guys are the same there's no reason for me to change my tools in my toolbox it's
0: just what i feel like playing today so shifty's brought up a thing that's what that, that was the the point was for the mod system right and he is correct but they implemented it shitty right because you're getting random mods randomly right you get random mods randomly you don't get specific mods in certain places See, they took away the guns, and when they made the guns, a gun is a gun, they didn't implement the mods, right? And then they got rid of the standard weapons and brought in random roll weapons, but then they brought in mods. And it's like, but what is the point? Then they brought the system in where you put the, you're, you're muted, you're muted.
1: But you know as well as I do that as soon as they said all the guns were going to have a specific role, and that was it, that was a downfall of the whole
0: system right there. Because you needed the randomness in order for pursuit. Right, right. Yeah, Neutralizer, they are doing that for the champions now, right? But the the the, the system is still kind of broke, right? Because if they had the mods where you can go to certain places on a certain planet and go that this mod drops from this person, intentionality. Someone asked me in the in Lono's chat today, they're like, what do you think about uh, uh division with the with the the place where you specific you know where to go like shotgun mod drops here all right or the shotgun that you want drops over here it's a better chance of dropping so today I go do this said mission right tomorrow it's different I go to a separate different mission it's constant like rotating it's the best system I think a game like this needs and I think destiny needs to take that from division two so you can go to certain places and start farming certain things. And it changes all the time. So you're not just doing the exact same thing over and over and over, right? They should totally expand it. I'm just saying that the that at least Bungie is aware of the content. Like, that's interesting. Correct. But at the same time, they've always implemented something, but they always forget to put the other stuff along with it. They, they put one thing in, and it's boring as fuck because they forgot to put the other things in. And then they change this and then bring something else in. And they, they're like, oh, well, this is not working either. They keep swapping back and forth. If the guns were just a stagnant roll, you get a gun, you that's it, right? That would have been fine if they brought the mod system in where I could change the mods out of that stagnant gun, right? Because then you're just getting a gun, and then you go farm the mods. You're
1: doing, you're doing your own random roll.
0: Right. Then you go farm the mods and then get the materials and then change them out. But instead, they didn't do that, right? They brought in the shitty weapons, got rid of Vanilla, brought in new weapons, right? Then they, they put the mod system behind it. Then they add the season pass. Then they add the mod slot for the artifact for the season where you have different mods. It's so convoluted and yet they don't stick with one or the other. They constantly are always changing and they don't it feels like they don't know what they're doing or they're just like, let's throw and see if this works this time around, right? And that's the issue, right? 2.0 armor was just introduced in Shadow Keep. And now they're I already forgot about it. Now they're sunsetting gear right some people haven't even got Masterworks masterwork stuff now right and they and they some people won't get it right so what's the point of the 2.0 armor system if it's just sunsetting now it's it's very strange the way they're, they're doing stuff
1: but but that's why but that's why it's called a Band-Aid. it's not really a fix right so if you're going to sunset stuff then really what's what's going to happen logistically is you're going to have to let gear drop more frequent in order right. to make up for the fact that you're sunsetting stuff so people get it faster now if that was the case originally then you wouldn't have to worry about sunsetting something because people would just keep cycling through gear. Right. So you're just you're just saying, you know, one for the other, one and you're going back and forth. It's not it's not a solution, right? And I once again, I understand that it's it's an ongoing process. It's a it's a living game where we're we're doing changes. I get it. But the vision's not there. The, the vision's no longer there. It's, it's 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 not concrete. The vision's not concrete. <clears throat> Whatever whatever they want to say the vision of the actual game is isn't there anymore, right? It should have always been, whether or not you believe it or not, is the story is there to get you in. And the, and the repetitive game loop is to complete the story of whatever chapter the story is at right. that moment, whether it be for that month or that year or the sixth month period, whatever. You pick it. You pick the time frame. And then once that once that chapter closes for that character... Some changes can happen, and we move on to the next thing. But as you notice, the longer we go, the more away from character and story we are, and it's just grindy. And then after a while, you're like, well, why am I doing it anymore? You, you, lose, you, you right. lose yourself and yeah. the, the reason why you're doing it anymore. Sh- right? Shrif- you have to give me a
0: reason. Shrifty, okay, perfect example. You said the specific mods come from raids and specific enemies, i.e. taken mods from Last Wish, Hive mods from Menagerie. But here's the issue. The the mods that you can use only work for the armor for that season, right? So this armor that I grinded for, for the other nine weeks or 12 weeks in the other season, right, now has a perk on it that's obsolete 12 weeks later. So if you're a person that only plays casually, you'll never ever get that get gear because you're always chasing the next type of gear, right? And that's the stupid part, where if they just made the mods where I could take I have a suit of armor that I'm building up, right, because I don't have 40 hours a week to play, right, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking in general, right, I only play 10 hours a week, I only play 20 hours a week, I only play 5 hours, if your RNG is the best of the best, you might get the gear that you want sometime before sunset, okay, but obviously you can't, right, because the time that you put in to kind of roll and roll and roll and roll and roll again, it's not going to happen, so all of a sudden, why can't I have the armor that I want and then take that mod and put it on all my gear? And this is the perfect example. Now they are doing it now. So you could take this armor and then 8, 9, and 10 now can use this certain armor. But this is my point. They always put something in the game, but then don't put anything else with it and it screws up what the purpose of it was. Okay? And then they're like, oh, we'll fix it next time. They need to have the foresight to implement something and go... Uh, that seems like it's yeah, broke. They, Maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah, but right? they haven't.
1: It's they have been kicking the can down the road. That's all they've been doing. It's not a it's not a we're working on the system. This is the new system we're gonna and we're gonna go from here. It's this is the system we're gonna try right now. Right. We wanna see how this kind of goes. Right. And then we're gonna change it again. It's like when do you guys agree on the actual core system? When? S- like, see- how many times do you have how many times do you have to reset before you realize that you never going to not reset
0: buck that's exactly it when they first implemented 2.0 i was like "Well, this is stupid i can't use the armor that i that i already have with the perk i have to get this set of armor to use the perk for this season i was like well that's stupid it's ugly and then they're like oh we'll put transmog in so you can use this right they're constantly changing up the thing they're like well we put this in well this is broke well let's fix it with this band-aid here we go. There's Armor 2.0. You can now change it with these set of mods and with only these set of things to transmog. And then they're like, oh, well, that's broke. Uh, Band-Aid. Now you could do the one before and the one after, okay? Oh, Band-Aid. Oh, now we're sunsetting. Oh, Band-Aid. Here's a... Do you see what I'm saying? This is being it's fixed not, it's not now. A,
1: it's not a fix to the solution. It's just kicking the can down. It's
0: just, right, kicking the can until you get to the can again. You're like, oh, still broke. Kick it again. Let it roll down a little farther, Alright, All right, we're beating we're beating a dead game, right? We're beating a dead hooker, okay?
1: But it's it, it's it's. I Listen, I get the reason why everyone loves it. I I completely agree. I I was hooked on the story for a good portion of its lifetime. Like I I get the whole game premise. I'm interested. But the problem is, is it's it's fundamentally broken, and they I don't think I don't. Everyone, ke- listen to the way people talk about it. They're always talking about, well, the next thing is going to be better. The next thing is going to be better. It's always better. Like I, listen. I I understand that everybody who lives life is going to think, well, if it's a shitty day, the next day is going to be better. I get that. But if it's a if it's a repeat of the same thing, it's not that it's it's getting better. It's a repeat of the same issues, and there you don't you don't have your solution. You just have a temporary fix until we recycle. Now, here's once our, again. This is my tweet earlier, if,
0: right? There's my tweet. If,
1: if you listen, if you are conscious of your actual time inside this game, you would have known that they have said things repeatedly over the years and how they were gonna fix these kind of things, but then don't because you forget that they said them. It yep. was only a year ago. Yep. Right? What what about that tweet someone put on what was it? Was it in Lono's? Uh, Lono's, uh, it was in it was in the
0: YouTube section the guy who commented where, from two thousand and fourteen it, it, it,
1: right, it was the quote from the it was the quote
0: guy. from the actual Bungie that said we respect your time and whatever the the thing is and we 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 hear you we're listening. we hear you right. and we want to respect your time and you want to keep the stuff that you want to keep And then here we are six years later this is this is the tweet right here that I, I said I just put a goldfish looking at you. that's it. I said hashtag FFS. For fuck's sake, goldfish! If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. But I said this on the Round Roundtable on Monday. Okay, I so said the I'm Destiny, sure people, weren't the Destiny I'm community. Sure people weren't happy with you. The Destiny community weren't happy
1: with Nobody, nobody likes to be called a
0: goldfish. Right. Your brain however, forgets. It, it, however, what they did a season ago,
1: ten months ago, ten months right, ago. Yeah, right. you forget. However, in defense, in defense of the goldfish, they did do psychological testing, and they said that kids nowadays, or less a than a goldfish, yeah. Than a goldfish, right? The goldfish so is actually better than see, us. Yes, I don't see how that's really an insult. I would think you would take that as a compliment. You are right. being called a goldfish. Right. I you're, think you are
0: you're, you're better than humans, right? Right, right. <laughs> All right, let's switch. Let's switch uh, topics here. Um, now that took up forty-seven minutes. Fucking destiny. Well, man. destiny. I swear would, to God, listen.
1: Just like just like the game itself, destiny takes a lot of time. It's a grind.
0: Yeah. All right. So the next thing is Fallout seventy-six. Fallout seventy-six implemented a, a system where they're doing a season pass, right? I brought it up a little bit last week. Didn't really go too in-depth with it, but what I want to show you is if it's here... Let me see if this is the white one. By the way,
1: Tweak, if you're in the room, I, I, I didn't activate the code, bro. I'm sorry, I can't do it. I really appreciate it, but I can't. There's <laughs> uh, there's there's just there's a line in the sand for rules and scruples, and I can't pass it right now.
0: <laughs> Sarge... Sarge is not doing it. He's just like, nope, not doing it. All right. So the the roadmap has this this, uh do they have the actual board on here? Okay, they do. So there's a board game-esque thing that you get to play while you're while you're doing the actual game, right? So you play the season pass. There's a board game in the actual game now. They've taken the challenges out of the game. So right now, if you logged in, Sarge and you did your daily and weekly challenges they give you anywhere between like 10 and like 40 or 80 atoms per thing you complete now the challenge could be go uh, go make um you know nine health packs or 10 health packs go visit this location go take a picture here go level up in this area these are the different challenges that they're happening right now right so you might get let's say if you play every day and you do your dailies and weeklies by the end of the week you might have let's say I, this is just a random number, 350 atoms. right? It could be more, could be less, whatever. Just say 350 atoms. So now what they've implemented is a season pass. So the season pass, as you go in, which is free. And now they said it was free for the first season, is what they said. They didn't say if it was free for the other season. So everyone was wondering, hey, does that mean after this first season, I have to pay for the season pass for this board game thing? They, no one got back. No one said anything for a week, and they finally came out and said, no, 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 all season passes are free. You know they were on the fence, right? They're like, should we say anything? We don't know. Well, and, and, and Pete Hines and Todd Howard are probably like, uh, yeah, let's go it, ahead and it give it to them. It, it, it doesn't take a
1: week to figure out what it is you were going to do. Right, exactly. Right? You should just say, no, no, it's all free right instantaneously you should be like yeah it's all free yes but he said originally in the very beginning everything would be free when it comes out Like, listen you can, listen once again you cannot believe what they say because even they don't remember what they say and they change it later on down the road
0: so, so i don't believe in roadmaps well you think well, i believe in a roadmap the season pass just i'm looking through here for a second right and it's got a couple of cosmetics and stuff along the road okay which is fine so all you do is play the game and you level I up. I like that it's a board game that's kind of cute, but right? it's not going to get me to load it. It's, as you go through, every, like, 10 spots, you get, like, atoms. You, like You get currency on the board, right? So this one goes up into about 11 spots, and then you get more currency, and then this one goes up to about 9 spots, and then you get more currency. So on and so forth. Now, what I don't know is, if every day you play right now, you can level up and get 250 or 350 atoms a week, but right now, it's every 10 levels. So... Each time I go up every 10 levels, is it enough atoms that I can use to purchase stuff in the store, right? Or do I have to constantly go up, you know, is it 10 atoms? Is it 20 atoms? Is it 50 atoms? Is it 100 atoms? Whatever it is, it's got to be something worth your while. Otherwise, the challenge mode was better than what this mode is. On top of that, they are giving you cosmetics throughout the board as you go up and level up and stuff. Now... They said they might do something with the fallout first if you're paying. They might give extra bonuses and stuff like that on top of it. But they're going to make buku bucks off of this. Because after two weeks, after the season passes out, after two weeks, they don't want anyone to be ahead of anybody else from the start. After two weeks, if you haven't played, you can start purchasing levels of the season pass to unlock things for 150 atoms per level, and you have to buy one level Per thing, right? You can't buy like 10 in a row, right? So, this is their safeguard to say, well, we didn't force you to get 10 levels. It's just one level at a time. But it's $1.50 a level, okay? $1.50 a level, there's 100 levels, okay? After two weeks, okay, if you let's say they said now leveling up is about an hour a level in the early stages, and then it gets to about two hours a level, right? So, when is that? Is it past 50? Is it past 10? Like, what is it? We don't know what it is, right? I have to say, if I get enough atoms with this and I'm getting weapons and I'm getting armor and I'm getting stuff cosmetically as I'm playing through this leveling system, just playing the game, whatever you do, because everything in the game gives you XP. Everything. You make something, XP. You eat something, XP. You shoot something, XP. Everything you do gives you XP. As long as they're giving me enough XP and I'm moving across this, I understand it. But if they're being a little grindy to make me buy stuff from the Atom store more than they want me to do now, that's a little scummy to me, right? So, obviously you already said what you, what you thought. This is not going to get you into the game. Okay? But do you think this is a good strategy okay? From a business model where the game is 40 bucks or $60 still, whatever it is. It's on sale, I think, right now. But to level up, and they're giving you stuff, right? They're giving you... Uh, uh, chests and crates and skins and atoms and emotes and and they're giving you all this stuff just playing the game. Do you think this is a, a better a better way? Well, let's 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 look at it in perspective
1: from Bethesda's point of view, right? They already have The Elder Scrolls Online, right? It started off rough. They tweaked it. They got people to come back. It's a good game, okay? Recurring. Money is spent in Elder Scrolls. It's a great game, right? That's their money for for Elder Scrolls. So they don't have to release an Elder Scrolls game. Now their other major IP is Fallout, and they decided to go the same route. They wanted to try to figure a way to make Fallout in the same type of, not exactly the same as Elder Scrolls, but a version of it where it would keep people in a subscription model, uh, come out with uh, seasonal content, get people involved, reoccurring money, right? And this is their attempt with Fallout inside a broken engine, okay? Because they didn't have enough time to put together all the stuff they wanted to put together. They had to release this
0: game quick, right? Right, because, My, right. this is almost two years after the fact that it was launched. Right. This, right?
1: Is, this, right, this is two years after the fact. So they were only working on this game for about 18 months or two years before they released it, and now they've been working on another additional two years. That gear does look so cool, let's though. let's be honest. Look at it. It looks that, cool. Yeah, I get it, man. But... It's, it's, the re- it's, it's another reason why y- you're involved in this kind of game you won't be thinking about when the next Fallout game comes out, just like you're not thinking about when the next Elder Scrolls game comes out because reoccurring spending is the name of the game. And so they have the Elder Scrolls now. Now they have their Fallout. So they don't got to say shit, man. The, the, the only reasons why you come out with a new game is because uh, uh, um, revenue for that such game has dropped off, and now you need something else to generate revenue. If if my if my two largest IPs are in the market with reoccurring spending and service models, uh, uh, or m- monthly service payments, or whatever. I'm sorry. Uh, what the hell is it called? The word escapes my brains. So I'm in quarantine for too long. Subscription model, right? If I'm involved in this, then I don't need to. Know, I, we don't need to make another game. I, we don't need to make another Fallout. We don't need to make another Elder Scroll Six. We can put that on the back burner Right. because. We got an Elder Scrolls perpetually going on right now. I got a Fallout going on right now. 24-7 Fallout forever. Right? It's it's done in such a half ass way. Okay? Inside the broken engine that it is. And they're going to just keep slogging through the mud. And by the way, they slog through the mud because it makes money, right? You, this this is the part that you guys don't get. They didn't have to reinvest any money into a new engine or anything else. They just took their engine, slapped it into a server, and said, "Hey, let's make a multiplayer game out of this. We can make it work, not right away. <laughs> we can't make it work right away. But if you give us two years or so, we can, we can, we can get it to work." Right, Buck. I mean, it is. It's the Fallout Four engine. It, it's this. It I mean, you. You want me to be positive well, older than and that. you want me to give construction, constructive criticism to a broken game that's seven years old that you want me to pay monthly for? Like, I'm not, I'm not mentally disabled. I don't, I don't know how else I can say that any nicer. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't do it. Okay? I can't do it. Like, I get it. It's a business. Yes, it's kind of cool. The premise is there. Yes, you can sense the coolness oozing it from it. It's you a can fun see game. It, it's fun with but friends. It, Broke. It's broke. Okay, and I can't. I cannot. Even though somebody bought it for me, and I will not use the code, I I cannot support a game what that is specifically there to delay the fact of you making a better game. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So if you support, listen. If you support Fallout seventy six, the more you support it, the 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 greater chance that you are not going to see another Fallout game. Okay. Question for you. If this game, if this game fails. If the game actually fails and they can't make it generate money, then their only option is to kill the IP, which I don't think
0: they would do because they spent too much time getting the IP, or make another game. Alright, so Sarge. That's how it works. What does Fallout 76 need to do for you to be like, I'll give it a try? Does it have to be in the next system it has to be complete two more years from now? So it's like out for four years like No Man's Sky and they finally fix it? And then, it, and then it's fixed? Or just never? doesn't matter what they do. It's un- unacceptable. You'll never, ever give it a shot. It's a true question. It's not, I- that, I'm not-,
1: it's, it's, it's not that it's unacceptable. Fallout is not meant, meant to be a multiplayer fiasco. Fallout's supposed to be almost like a dark survival game slash RPG where any moment you could die. Like, that's the whole point. Originally, Fallout was supposed to be a survival-type game where I'm running around trying to do missions, figuring out the story plot of what's going on, and th- all the while trying to stay alive at any moment you get radiated poisoned starving no water you're dead okay this is just like this giant cluster of just everyone just running around shooting each other in giant power armor it's like is there is there really any sense of danger when everybody's running around in the best gear with the heavy weapons and you're nuking stuff like that all it is is Post-apocalyptic, same world. Like everyone's the same thing, and just running around doing whatever. It's not a. It doesn't. It it loses its Fallout feel to me. So it doesn't belong. It doesn't belong as an MMO.
0: It doesn't belong that way. Okay. So you're you're. It'll never. It'll never hit that for you.
1: No. It has to be another another story-driven post-apocalyptic. I'm on my own. Nobody else is in the game with me. So listen, you want to do you want to do a co-op thing where maybe one other person's kind of with you, kind of thing. But even then, it can be an NPC. It doesn't really matter.
0: So what you're saying is, I I hear what you're saying. Tweak, do you hear what he's saying? If we get a Fallout 1st edition where we make a private server, Sarge would play with me if it was one-on-one. He said co-op. He said co-op and story. You guys heard him. You heard him. He said maybe another person. He said co-op. loses. (laughs) It loses. It's... It
1: loses the actual identity of the game. All it is is a regular game with
0: a Fallout backdrop. It's not a dark, It'll only it'll only cost you $190 to play with me for the year on our own server. Only $190. I I have a comment. I've got one dry ball. Can someone help me? (laughs) All right, we're moving on. From one one shit game to another. Anthem 2.0 is a long way out according to BioWare's latest update. Now, this article is from GamesRadar. Okay, the new status report of Anthem's overhaul, overhaul. Bio, BioWare affirmed while progress is in the update is o- outgoing, is still very far away. Former live service developer director, Kristen Daly, now studio director at BioWare Austin, where, where Anthem 2.0 is in the works. Now, Anthem incubation team has kicked off, and we are starting to validate our design hypothesis. That's not a good thing when you're a game developer, right? That you're trying to fix a game and you're at your hypothesis now. Daily says the incubator, incubation is a term we use internally and essentially mean that we're going back to experimenting and prototyping to improve on the areas we believe we fell short on and to leverage everything that we, we love currently about Anthem. First of all, before I continue on, experimenting and prototyping to improve the areas of the game, that was Anthem. The whole thing of developing Anthem was an experiment and prototype, and yet they're still going along with that, uh, which also fell short. We are a small team, and this this is where it really hurts in the article. About 30-ish, 30-ish, okay? Earning a way forward as we set to hit our first major milestone goals. Spoiler, this is going to be a longer process, and yes, the team is small, but the whole point of this is to take our time to go back and the drawing board, and a small team gives us the agility a larger one can afford. afford. Okay? The size of the overall team is a, is a surprise, but Daily's explanation lines up with the previous comments from Bioware's general manager, Casey Hudson, who said that the studio's goals with Anthem 2.0 is giving the focus to the team and time-tested, iterated, focusing on gameplay first. In order to re Anthem's flawed core without skimping on its identity, he also touched on experimenting in nature of Anthem's 2.0 and how much the subject to change. The reality is... To see things that look awesome at the end up cutting room floor and things that might stick out and you feel it's spending too much time on, but it's it's a spirit of experimentation. This is all okay, Daly says. Now, we really want to provide you with transparency. Don't do it. We can, because of our passion and interest in Anthem. But with it comes seeing how usage, uh, how the sausage is made, which is not always a pretty by the way. What do you get by this, Sarge? Do you think, first of all, why do you think Anthem, BioWare and EA won't let this die? Why do you think that they're still willing to put forth the effort on this but yet other games they just they just let die? For instance, Battlefield 5. For instance, Battlefront 2. These games sold a lot of copies. Okay? These games were well, Battlefield was... Battlefront is more popular, right? They sold over 15 million copies apiece. They had a good player base, way more than Anthem, okay? They're both on the EA Access uh, program. Why won't they let this game die? What are they trying to prove or experiment with this? And
1: and, and from a business standpoint, this is an easy discussion to have. Those of you who are over 30 will be with me. I don't mean like over 30's head, I mean over 30 in age, okay? So Anthem is the IP that they wanted in order to be the games of service model that they needed, right? It's supposed to be their WoW, their uh, Elder Scrolls Online, their Destiny, Right. right? They know that recurrent user spending is very possible inside this game. The reason why they're still funding it with a small team to fix it is because even though it's, I don't I remember the exact numbers, but it's sold well enough, even though everyone got sh- everyone got shit on for buying it, right? It's sold well enough it, it, so they know what the interest is.
0: It's a good game up and until then, end game. It's a good game until end game.
1: That's correct. Yeah. And because they could not lock down that recurrent user spending inside of a game because it's missing Everything needed for a game like that to have rather than flush it down the toilet because they already spent eight years of development time on it. Okay, thank good job, guys. Eight years, right? Now they're gonna put in another two years and bang out some stuff in order for you to come back and want to spend some more money with them. Well, that's why it's still there. Okay, well, and now, and in comparison to why Battlefront and Battlefield was stopped is because number one. Nobody really wants to buy cosmetics inside of a Battlefield game with real money, right? So you remove that. Number two, you can't sell a DLC map pack because it divides the community. They said they weren't going to do that anymore, so they can't claim on that money anymore. And they they fundamentally have broken the population base inside Battle Leaf, Battlefield Five, so they can't really come out with something that they can actually make any real money on So they just need to move on to the next game in order to start the process over again. They have to cut their losses and move on, right? Which is why I don't believe in roadmaps, which is why I don't believe anything any of these companies say anymore. Because if I'm not getting the full game in the beginning, I don't want to know you. I don't care, right? right? The good thing about Battlefield and Battlefront, they could be be structured the same way. If you had a really kick-ass Battlefield game, like, really kick-ass, like, let's go back to, like, bad company or battlefield three like where people were like all over it right even though it was a mess people were all over it if if, if in the middle of the first first year you said awesome we got a good population base and you said next group of map packs 10 bucks right people wouldn't get all up and up up and say and be like hey uh I don't want to fracture the community by buying a map pack well then the argument goes back into play where you say okay well I have to pay the people for making the maps. So you have to pay for something, right? So do I charge you microtransactions? Do I charge you something? Or do I just say, hey, 10 more maps or 8 more maps, 10 bucks, right? And anybody who likes the game who's involved goes, hey, 10 bucks, no problem. And they throw the money, just like you are now in Destiny. Season pass, 10 bucks, sure, throw the money. As long as I'm being entertained by it, it's cool, but for them to want to structure it like an Anthem, they couldn't. Right. That's why. I, I personally think that they have a number in their mind, business-wise, what they want out of Anthem. And they haven't gotten it yet. And they're not going to throw away a game <laughs> that has the potential of making Destiny money or Elder Scrolls money. They're not going to throw it away. That's why it's still
0: around. I'll, I'll tell you why they're, they're putting money into it. Because we don't know the actual number they sold, but we do know it was in the top. It was the, the best-selling game in February or March, whatever it was, okay? Which means it sold over 10 to 12 million copies, okay? Well, on a game that probably didn't cost them that much to make, they've already made their money back, all right? and there's, correct. And they said, well, plus that's not including the microtransactions people actually spent in that game for cosmetics, okay? So what they looked at and said, hmm... All right, what will it cost us to fix this game? Well, it'll cost us, let's say, uh, $20 million. All right, $20 million. How many people can we have working on it for $20 million? 30 people, sir. 30 people, great. How long do you think it'll take you to fix that? Well, I would say about a year and a half to two years, and we can slowly drip out stuff when we fix it and put it in the game. And are like, all right, let's do that. Because no matter what happens now, it's still profitable. And that is the reason that Anthem is not dead. Okay, I, I hope, I hope, because I, I did, I actually liked the game more than Destiny when it came out because of the action, the way you flew around, the story seemed really cool, but it just seemed of a shell of a game, and the, the loot, the loot has to be better. If they took Division loot, dropped it into Anthem, okay, you have a fixed game, okay? You have a fixed game, you just take the loot that happens in, in, in Division, Throw it into Anthem, and people would just just roll in that. Wasn't even close. First of all, Gator, you're 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 comparing Destiny, okay, now compared to Anthem, right? Go back and let me put the fi- picture of the goldfish back up, okay. Remember when Destiny first came out, okay? Anthem when it came out, was a better core of a game than what Destiny is, okay? It's trashed, okay? One, it's a third-person game, not a first-person game. Destiny has the best, hands-down, best shooting mechanic. If it didn't have, if it had subpar shooting mechanic, Destiny wouldn't be as popular as it is right now because something in the endorphins in your brain just loves shooting a gun. It doesn't matter how many times you pop a cabal's head. You absolutely love it, okay? Anthem... If it has the exact same... If it came out with the exact same lifespan of what Destiny came out with and they constantly change it, you can't compare Destiny now to that. You can't, right? Technically, you can't even compare either game because they're completely different, right? One's third person, action RPG, and one was a looter shooter that's now changing itself to an action-adventure RPG MMO, right? So just the changing of the of the guards. Anyway... There's something there with anthem, but it'll never it'll never be there right All because right, let's, they they let's, they blew their down. load very early
1: yeah let's 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 get th- let's take it down to brass tax people let's right so when anthem does come back right does it come back as lawbreakers does it come back as no man's sky, or does it come back as battlefront well Okay. okay. Well, okay. Like, in what in what category do you think Anthem comes back as? That's well, that's the question. That, I give you that gives you a nice guy. Besides, uh,
0: besides Anthem coming born, out, nice, nice, nice Right, right. Nice. Besides the game coming out where it had like server issues and glitching and couldn't get in, the game itself is pretty stable. Right, it didn't crash a lot. Okay, it didn't crash a lot. So I don't want to say it's like a Fallout because it's a it's a better game than Fallout seventy six is as far as that goes. Will it come back as a No playing, Man's Sky?
1: Playing with playing with with an electronic etch a sketch is better than Fallout seventy six.
0: Yeah, the it, will Anthem be like No Man's Sky? Maybe, maybe I would think that it would come back more. Oh God, I would say it would have a revive like Battlefield. Listen, a, hold on, it's hold on. A coin toss. It would have a it's comeback.
1: A coin toss between lawbreakers. I'm telling you, it's a it's a coin toss between lawbreakers. And Battlefront 2. It, it could right? have a comeback when, when Anthem, like Battlefront
0: 4. Those are the two options. Battlefront 4, when it came out, was broke. It took 18 months to fix it. Okay, That's what I'll compare it to because it's an EA game compared to another EA game. If they can fix it, it can make a comeback like Battlefield 4 did. Because Battlefield 4, once they fixed it, was a pretty solid game. I, I really like Battlefield 4. Right? Obviously, it took, it took a year. 18 months. It took a year and a half to yep. get it back, right? So I, I don't want to compare it to like a No Man's Sky and stuff because No Man's Sky is... There's no way they're coming out with all this free stuff like, like No Man's Sky did. Right? Just, there's just not. Uh, speaking from one crappy game to the next crappy game, go ahead, what are you going to say? No, no, I don't want to... Go, keep going. Going from one crappy game to the next crappy game, I want to talk about The Culling. Okay. The Culling is keeping its pay-to-play system by Exa- Xavient. Regret's how it was announced, right? So, those of you that don't know, The Culling came out in 2017. It's one of the first, or 2016, excuse me, was one of the first Battle Royale games to come out, okay? It didn't do very well, and it shit the bed and left. Took a year, came back, they brought The Culling 2 back, and it was open for a week. Literally, like, seven people were playing it. And now they come out with The Culling origin story okay and now the calling has dusted itself off and is back to another grabbing of a piece of the battle royale pie but the rest uh, the restructuring got off to a wrong foot when it came to burden of the new monetization model that hinged on people buying tokens and passes to play more matches now the developer said that it had shifted monetization approach to assure that players will be able to visit the island for years to come but only offering one match a day before players had to shell out was, was a hard imagine of the island attracting many visitors. Since the announcement on the game, one game limit, it's been bumped up to ten, and the director of operations, Josh Van Veld, says that Embrace the relaunches was unveiled, unveiled with those settings. Now, in retrospect, it was obvious that it was one of not giving to give us the follow of the players, but to have, remember, we have a kind of terrified or everybody coming back, overloading of the servers, costing us tone of money, and not spending anything. So, we're afraid to turn that dial, right? They're a small company, okay? And they didn't want to put out the money up front. So they said, let's see what the player base is. And the people that win, they'll get free. And then... So what has happened the last time they relaunched? The calling was in, was uh, branded as The Culling Origins, a free-to-play deal. Wait, okay, so we... On board a million new players very quickly, VanVeld recalls, which was overwhelming in some ways at the time. We didn't have the visibility right away into the spending the habits of everything else. It took us a while to kind of release this monetization, look like relative as an AWS cost, but we were also spending tens of thousands of dollars every month. Okay, Despite the large number of players and the developer wasn't able to cover the cost through the cosmetics and crates, so the culling was shut down. While it got chilly reception when it was announced van van said think that the new model could still be a solution giving Exaviant a more consistent income to keep the studio and uh, game afloat the issue is, claims was the developer didn't expect the players wanted to rerun daily so we definitely weren't looking at it from the standpoint of somebody who says hey if this is the game is around a year i'm going to play it every day for a year we don't know if those people exist okay instead van Veld." said the team expected players to play periodically and only make a few purchases. Maybe they'll save up a stockpile of tokens and occasionally dip into when the free matches run out or they buy a pass and play it lots of just for a month. It was that case. Players would only spending a few bucks for the consistent returning players. The cost could ramp up. Now, he says, I guess a lot of players were telling us that they consider themselves long-term players and they were not thrilled, especially if they were somebody who purchased the game previously before it was free to play, about the idea of having to spend and then feel like a significant amount of money on the ongoing basis. So what do you make of this, Sarge? Do you, do you think this guy is just out of his mind? I, I get it, right? I get it that servers and stuff cost a lot of money, right? But... That's the job. That's what,
1: that's what they keep. That's what they, keep saying. Right, the, that's what they that's, keep saying. That's
0: the job. You said I want to create a game, right? The game I want to create is a multiplayer battle royale game. Okay. What's the cost? This is usually what you do in a business plan when you sit down and look at stuff and go, okay. If we have this many servers, this is what it's going to cost us. What's the strategy here, folks? Right. This is just mind boggling to me that he comes out and says, well, you get to play for free for one day. Okay. And every time you win, you get another free match, but you'll have to pay either three tokens or seven tokens, or you can play a monthly pass, or you can do this. It's just a really ridiculous model. We talked about it a little bit last week, but what do you think about this?
1: Well, first of all, I've got to give him credit for the, for the brass balls that he has. I mean, anybody who comes out with this kind of business model in the middle of 2020 has to have some sort of balls, Right. I understand where they're coming from. I understand from his point of view why he chose to go this way. But this is definitely a test of the actual gaming community. Can you right? imagine? If Not this, on him. Can you imagine if this succeeded? Right. Oh my god! Right. If, if, EA, if EA and Activision are watering at the, the mouth, has, has learned nothing. Has learned nothing over the last four years about battle royales and game structuring and and payments. And if they've learned nothing and and they actually support this game enough for where they he can stay around then I give him credit. I give him credit. But as someone who's been alive and doesn't suffer from a head a head injury. Okay. I'm not going to play an (laughs) arcade game where I'm putting quarters into a machine for entertainment in my house. Uh, Like that, in in my house, that time has passed. (laughs) That time has passed. I am not putting quarters in a machine to play three lives. Like that's not (laughs) happening. He should so, come out with
0: the calling the arcade machine and put it in arcades.
1: Right. <laughs> he, game, he would make more money. Itself, the game itself is okay. The graphics are not outstanding. It looks, looks terrible. The, you know what I mean? But, like, com- compared to what's out there right now, like, open the door, look outside, and let's see what <laughs> other BMs there are. Right? BM,
0: BRs. BRs, right? So, Fort, so Fortnite. BMs. Fort, Fortnite. Uh,
1: Battle, battle monsters, right. yeah, battle machines, like yeah,
0: right. Fortnite yeah. free. What's
1: out there right now? Warzone does, free. Does the calling, does the calling fall into any category, right? At all, it it doesn't. So I call lawbreakers. He's pulling a lawbreakers, and he's gonna die on the vine. It's lawbreakers. This is lawbreakers. This is
0: worse than lawbreakers, because because no no it's lawbreakers it's lawbreakers. No lawbreakers may be, maybe maybe because it's a shit no, game.
1: Listen, he. He, listen somebody has to give him what's what's the award for outstanding inventiveness like give him that award he came up he all came I, up with the battle royale he was the they were the first ones they were I, the first ones he started the he started the ball rolling down the hill i, I, I give him credit just somebody else made it better look okay here, and by the way the 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 game that came out on top was a failure in the beginning as well hey, all, all
0: three of them were failures. They were all failures, right? And he keeps coming back. He loves punishment. He loves punishment. First of all, okay. No, I
1: was referring to. I was referring to Fortnite. Fortnite was a failure when it came out. Oh, the like the, the PBE. Game, Yeah, yeah, the actual the game. game. Yeah, the game that it was was a failure that came out. They they turned on a they turned on a dime. They reinvented themselves and made the game that way based on the culling. They, they, they saw. What no, they it was were based. Doing. It was
0: based on. It was based on uh, PUBG. battlegrounds. Yeah, PUBG. Whatever, but Culling was first. Culling was first. Well, it was Day Z and stuff Gotta like that. Credit. There's a lot. There's a lot. They were one of the first. One of the first. Uh, but they're also one of the worst. Doesn't because you're first doesn't mean you're the best, right? This no, it this doesn't. monetization model is absolutely uh, garbage. Okay, it's garbage. Well, we're gonna see. We're gonna see how the how the community reacts. Activision and EA are like, holy shit! Did you see what this guy did? This guy's insane. Can we hire Great. him? Can we hire him? Android Wilson is like, this dude needs to come work for EA. Okay. Because this guy's got some cojones. Okay. To put this business model out and EA and Activision are all sitting back going, is this going to work? Right. Is this going to work? Because they want to know if that's going to work. Right. Because if this works, they're like, holy shit, we're going the wrong way. Next game monetization quarters in the machine. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to do. It's absolutely mind boggling that a guy would come up with something like this in 2020 after loot boxes, after microtransactions are being shit on, he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna not only right. are we gonna have microtransactions, but we're gonna have Quarters monthly payments, quarter machine, and if you win, you get one free. No, no, I meant I meant ten free a day. I meant ten free. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Let's just let's just think of this, ready? Mathematically, let's just figure. Let's say there's a hundred people playing. Okay? They all are in it together, right? Just a group of people in a form. They're like, Alright, I'm gonna win this one. You win the next one. And they just keep going around. Okay? There's only what sixteen people in a match or ten people in a match. Okay? They could literally play for free forever. Because they just keep going, oh, I'm gonna win this one. Let me win this one so I get the, my free match. Right? And they just keep going around. They would be bankrupt within a week. Within a week, because <laughs> That's no one
1: not how it works. Even even if you lose the first round, you gotta pay for the next no, 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 one.
0: no, 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 no you get ten free Wait. tokens now a day. Oh, it's
1: ten free. Oh, I'm sorry, ten free. That's
0: what I'm saying. So once you win one, you still get you get the thing, yeah, right? They,
1: they they're never they're never kind of put you in the same. There's, there's not like party party rooms put together with all the same. Ten they they they
0: they, they they'll they'll lose their it's shit just, in, in one listen, week.
1: It's a, it's a shitty listen. It's a shitty business model. I understand why he's doing it, but it is a shitty business model. And I once again I put it onto the players. To decide whether or not, in Roman Colosseum style, whether this game stays or dies, right? It's up to the players to decide this. Oh, if you believe that no, this you, you is okay to, to do,
0: you need to kill this shit fast. This is a virus. Listen, this is a virus, you and you to need to get the out. Community,
1: the community needs to learn where we are as as a community as far as what we expect from a game and once again most of the most of the i guess inventiveness of gaming has come out over the last 15 20 years on and it's all been on developers nobody nobody had picket signs and guns and and fire torches standing outside of EA and Bethesda going you know you guys better make a better game otherwise we're going to burn this building to the ground they decided to keep making prettier and prettier games with all this craziness involved in it. They set the bar, right? We didn't set the bar. We accepted it. Yeah, that's cool, man. let us That's an awesome game. I want to play that. Now that they can't maintain the bar anymore because of costs, okay, and that's another story, right? Games are expensive. I get it. But meanwhile, let's not forget, let's not forget, games are expensive, yes. They chose that path, Yes. I don't even want to say it, right? Not to mention that all game companies are now making an additional two, two and a half to, to 30% more revenue per game sold because there's no hard copies anymore. Right. Okay? So you're getting that money extra now anyway. So this whole, this whole bewilderment about how, oh my God, games are so expensive. There's no way we can keep going down this road. We, all our development costs are out of control. It's like, you guys decided this on your own. You guys did this, right? We were here and saying, hey, what do you got? And they're like, look at this awesome. Look at this. This is the most amazing thing we've ever made, right? 3D. The graphics look so amazing. And you're like, yeah, that's awesome. How much you want for that? $60. Okay. Right? And so now they're trying to beat themselves year after year. And it's impossible. Because why? Because everything has limitations. The hardware's got a limitation. What they can do in game engines is limiting there's only so much you can do. So how about you guys stop making everything pretty, and how about you start making performances where the game <clears> runs better, <throat> load times are shorter, right? You don't have to be so pretty, but we'll still marry you. It's like, just like real life. Not everything has to be so pretty that just, that's how you have to have it. Just yeah, enough. we want good graphics, yeah. but you can't tell me that all of a sudden you guys can't deal. I, we can't do it. It's impossible.
0: All right. I forgot to bring this I up. I bullshit. I forgot to bring this up during Anthem. Right, with the new systems coming we're still out. On no, no, we're on the calling, right? But when Anthem Same thing. Anthem's still working, right? And it was out for this current generation system. Now the yeah, new so systems are, are coming doing? out. No. So new systems coming out. What are they doing, right? So are they are, they, are, they re, are, they, are 30 people remaking the well, entire no, no, game? Well, that's what I want. I want to know: Do they resell it, and I have to repurchase it for the next think system? About,
1: yeah, yeah. Think about that, man. Right.
0: Or do I does, get a free does, upgrade? Does everybody... Right, does right. Everybody That's what I wanted Anthem, to bring up. Do, do they get Anthem again? Right, that's what I want to bring up. Right? <laughs> right? Just a thought. Just a thought. All right. Another another story. Here's how much Take-Two has made from microtransactions, which games are the biggest. Okay, microtransactions are labeled by Take-Two in recurrent consumer spending, which includes virtual currency, add-on content, and in-game purchases. For the quarter ending in March 31st, Recurring customers have spent increase by 40% and made up 54% of Take-Two's overall net revenue, which was $760.5 million. For a total of more than $410 million, some of the games that performed the best in terms of microtransactions include... People hated this game, but yet NBA 20, 2K20, NBA 2K19. You know, that slot machine thing that was going on and everyone, let's check it. hate it, let's buy it, right? Grand Theft Auto Online, Grand Theft Auto 5, and Red Redemption 2, Red Dead Online, Borderlands 3, Civilization 6, Social Point mobile titles such as WWE Supercard and WWE 2K20. You know, that other broke game that's the worst wrestling game in the world? Yeah, that's on the top list of making microtransactions and and consumer recurring consumer spending. Okay? Absolute, absolute garbage okay so nba 2k specifically take two said that the game significantly outperformed the company's expectations for microtransactions and the release yeah because they were like no one's gonna buy this shit and they're like holy shit we made how much and helped grow the microtransaction spending in fact nba 2k 20 outperformed all of take two's other releases in terms of microtransactions even surpassing the juggernaut of gta online think about that think about that that game has gone and sold over three hundred million copies, and Two K Twenty has more microtransactions than Grand Theft Auto Five. Let that uh, let, 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 let that sink in.
1: Yeah, but you guys all understand this. Now, if the vocal minority that talks about the video games in the in the way that we're supposed to talk about them, that the game is crap, okay. But the law of numbers takes a hold, okay. Now, if they made four hundred million dollars up for the first quarter. That means if they don't grow at all, okay, it's still one point six billion dollars that they receive at the end of the year right. from making nothing. Right. 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 So I don't. I don't. So if you're making one point six billion dollars out of doing nothing, okay, <clears throat> then you can't tell me your development costs are too high, and we can't make games properly. I don't want to. I, I can't. I can't listen to you anymore. I can't.
0: We're moving on. Next one. Fortnite has made, drum roll, please. Brrr, billion from microtransactions on mobile games alone. 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 Okay. So Fortnite continues to be a huge success in Epic Games, and a new figure shows that it's done extraordinarily well on mobile. According to the Sensor Tower, two years after launch, Fortnite on mobile has made a total of $1 billion in revenue. Not bad for just porting a game over to a mobile device, huh? Not bad. This figure does not take into account how well the game has done on PC or console. So the game's total revenue could be much larger. Uh, info, yeah. You think so? If it made a billion dollars on the thing, yeah. So the game's fast success has likely been uh, exerted by the current global COVID-19 pandemic as there's a huge spike in sales and the installment of April 2020, the month saw a game bring in 400, oh, I'm sorry, $44.3 million and 6 million new installs, both records for the past year. The second best month of installs was 12 months prior, in December of 2019, when it was installed 3 million times. According to the Sensor Tower, the Google Play version of the game, which only launched in April of this year, has so far brought in $937 million. 37 million dollars the game total downloads across mobile amount is 129 million installs and a total of the game of 350 million registered players and recently hit a concurrent player peak of 12.3 million people that's on mobile people that's on mobile that's not including pc or console or anything 12.3 million people are playing on mobile holy yeah, that's why- fucking
1: shit that's why all the top-level podcasts and the small podcasts like us, when we talk about games and we, we express our opinion, it's a vocal minority. People will throw money at whatever, right? This is why, in general, the credibility and the actual, I guess, content of games will, it will never be the same because they're, they don't have to put effort into something when they can just make money free fall, it just, it doesn't make sense. This is why you, you're going to be staring at games for longer periods of time that have recurrent user spending in them because they don't have to make another game. They don't have to make another game. You're making money now. I don't have to make it. I don't have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars in the development team, right? Making a new game. When the game that I have right now, people just keep throwing money at us. That's just right. So I, Let's let's put it this way a kid who is twenty one years old right now, who's still a gamer, just got out of high school, starting college, getting ready to leave college. I hope he's not by in high school at twenty one. By that's... the time by the <laughs> No, no, out, out of high school, he's in college. Out of high school, going to college, all right, getting ready to get get, get ready to graduate college, right? Before I guess before he retires, the same three games will still be around. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Because Grand Theft Auto Online,
0: the games, Skyrim. Right. <laughs>
1: right. Right. The games don't. The games aren't going to go away because it's just an online service game that goes on forever. You just people come in, they go out, but they don't have to make another game, right? Right. Like, like the the first player games that everyone remembers are going to be the token games. Like, for instance, they said that Fallout: Jedi Order is getting a trilogy. They said that we're going to make another game. So that game. They're fine making. Listen, they're fine making that game now because EA has recurrent user spending, and so if they need to throw a couple hundred million dollars for you to make a little single player game to keep people happy, they're fine with it. But it's not because they need to make it. Right, right. They're just trying to capture that little part of the market over there that they don't want somebody else to get. That's fine. That's business. But remember, if you if if we don't need to make another game, it's business people. If they don't need to make a game, they won't. Right, they will go the easiest route possible, least cost, most revenue, ease of convenience for business. That's what they'll do. And so, mobile, <laughs> recurrent game, live service games, microtransactions. So you might you, the game that you're expecting, like you're, I can't wait for them to come out with another another whatever game. Like you're not going to see that game for a good five six years. You may be retired by the time that game out.
0: Here's here's the next one, right? So Minecraft has sold over 200 million copies and over 126 million monthly players. The game is 11 years old, 11 years old, 126 million monthly concurrent players. (laughs) Okay. Well not concurrent, but monthly players are playing this game. Following the rebranding of Mojang studios, the Microsoft owned developers celebrating over 200 million sales in Minecraft with over 126 million players. Logging in monthly. The milestone was celebrated during a uh, a, defo- a default a period, a difficult time period for Mojang Studios due to the ongoing challenges with the COVID. Okay, now studio head Mojang Studios explains that Minecraft update has soon been in the pandemic started affecting its players and stu- studios switched to thinking about how to better support the players. On those activities has making Minecraft Education Edition free until the end of June, helping educators use Minecraft to engage learners remotely. Since March 24th, Mojang Studios has been a big uptake in educational Minecraft offering with over 50 million downloads of the education content from Minecraft Marketplace. Okay, now Minecraft has also been updated with ray tracing support on PC. Thanks to the collaborative of NVIDIA, Minecraft RTX brings an occurring lighting and user-created worlds, making Minecraft look better than it ever has in the hardware before. Minecraft Dungeons, the Diablo spinoff, is also on schedule to launch this month. Let me tell you something. Minecraft Dungeons is going to be a... you think Minecraft... Right? Because you've got to remember, my son right now is five. He'll be six in August. He's been playing Minecraft for two years. I shit you not. He's been playing a little less than three years old. Okay? So actually two and a half years he's been playing Minecraft. You should see how he operates Minecraft on on an iPad. Okay? He plays on the iPad. He doesn't even play on Xbox. He doesn't play plays on the iPad. The way he moves the thing and builds, in fact, it's amazing, okay? He's going to be, think about it, 11 years from now, okay? It's been out for 11 years. So someone was five or four years old that is now 15 years old, 16 years old, and they're still playing Minecraft, okay? They've evolutionized to a point now where now they're like in their early teens, right? And now they're like, well, Minecraft, I, I love Minecraft. Now Minecraft Dungeon comes out. And that could be their first introduction to their first looter, looter crawl, you know, dungeon crawler. Yes. Okay. Yes. You see what I'm saying? It's fucking genius. I see exactly what that is. It's ingenious that's, by Mojang. Okay. Yeah. And by Microsoft.
1: That, that, that's called a gateway game.
0: Yes. Okay. Because now you're, 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 you've been playing Minecraft your entire life, your entire life. Okay. And now all of a sudden this comes out and you're like, well, I'll, I'll try it. Right. I'll try this. It's, it's Minecraft. Okay. And if they do this correctly, they can make a Minecraft insert game name here, okay, with the Minecraft universe. Okay? They had a story with with um uh, what, what's that company that went out of business? The uh, take uh tell tall tall tale tell? telltale telltale, telltale. Right? telltale. tell uh, they they made that they had a story base now they're doing a the dungeon crawler this is ingenious they paid two billion dollars for this since they paid two billion dollars you think they've made their money back Sarge you think do you think Microsoft has made their money back that they paid two billion dollars for for Minecraft back in twenty fourteen, okay. Well, listen, he I, got I'm his money. Sure. He's good, man. Oh no, I am not talking about Mojang got, Mojang got his money for oh, selling Minecraft. We're good. Man. Oh no, yeah, he sold the company for two billion dollars. What I am saying yeah, is, good. do you think Microsoft made their money back? Right? I oh, think they made it. Sure. They've they made it back in like I don't know, maybe like for two sure. years. Right? It's it's amazing. Okay, it's amazing. I I love Minecraft. I love Minecraft. I, I think it's one of the greatest games ever created, just because. It's the player that creates the game. They've given you the tools, and now you can go it's make an Legos. adventure. It's, le- it's Legos on the screen. Right. You don't have to clean up, right? It's the best thing ever, right? You can create what you want. You can code in the game. You can customize stuff in the game. You can do your own designs in the game. I'm, I'm like like skins and stuff. It's a phenomenal game, educational-wise and stuff like that. I think it's one of the best games, and I've been playing it since tw- 2009. Okay, I've been playing since the beginning. I paid six dollars for it. Okay, and now I think it sells for like thirty bucks, twenty bucks, thirty bucks, all the paying. what. And I have multiple copies. I have it on my iPhone. Right, I have it on my iPad. Yes, but
1: have you have you seen the extensiveness of the store inside of Minecraft? All the stuff that you. Yes, purchase? It's, yes, it's insane. it's insane. Yeah, but they give a lot of
0: free stuff out too, right? It's not but just gaming all. Gaming
1: companies, gaming companies have figured a way out to tap into the untapped market of what people are willing to pay for digital entertainment beforehand it was just a hard copy game and you played it and now it's money on top of money that's why i don't want to hear any bullshit from any company anywhere telling me that they don't make enough money okay right it's a complete and total lie okay i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it
0: all right guys are
1: making bank
0: the next the next story i want to bring up is uh microsoft Right, we always talked about Game Pass. This article says Microsoft's secret weapon for the next gen is Xbox Game Pass. One of the key pillars of Microsoft's next generation strategy is Xbox Game Pass, and it could be the game changer for Xbox Series X and Microsoft overall ambition for the future of gaming long term. Xbox Game Pass is so much more than a catalog of games you can play. It's also the foundation from where Microsoft believes gaming is heading in the future. And with the launch of Xbox Series X this holiday season, Microsoft has a chance to start the next generation on a much stronger footing than the current one better set itself from the competitors. Microsoft's bold new vision for the future of gaming rooted in the past. Microsoft came up with a short against the Sony in terms of current generation console sales. Some of the estimates state that PS4 outsold Xbox One by two to one margins. There are also plenty of reasons for that, including Microsoft Herbis Hubris around the launch. After a strong Xbox 360 era, Microsoft announced policies around the new Xbox One that fans immediately and loudly rejected, including internet check-ins, a lack of use of game support, and bundling Kinect with every system. The console retailed for $500 at launch, and a full $100 above the price of the PlayStation 4. Now, in in an interview just ahead of launch, I remember asking the exclusive Albert uh, Polento about the price gap, and he, he shrugged his shoulders, appearing confident that it would not make a difference, but it did, even if some of the digital centric policies uh, might now be considered by some of the forward thinking in 2013 was clearly not the time for those ideas to thrive. The Xbox one could never fully recover from its initial launch and struggles, but things aren't diff- things are different now. and Microsoft is putting itself in a very strong position in the heads of the Xbox Series X selling a lot of the consoles is good of course for bragging rights and revenue but the real money in games comes from the software it serves okay Phil Spencer who took over the Xbox business from Don Met- Met- uh, metric uh, lays in out in 2019 interview with the verge the business isn't how the console you sell the business is how many players are playing the games that they buy and how they play it I think it's easy from outside to judge the health of our business around how many consoles in any company sells. In the end, how many subscribers you have is something like Game Pass, how many games people are buying, and those are much better metrics in the health of the business. Of course, Spencer would say this, given the beating that they took with Xbox One took the hands out of PlayStation 4 and makes sense that Microsoft would look at the matrix beyond this console sales and rate the success of the business. Okay. The fact that the uh, the game console is historically sold at a loss, this has also been a case of g- generations at home consoles and is a trend expected to continue for both Microsoft and Sony. So there you go. But it won't matter. It won't matter. To, listen, at, at
1: this point in the game, it doesn't matter that if they sell a console, they lost money. It doesn't matter. Because you have...
0: They're going to make it tenfold.
1: Yeah, listen. You, follow, just follow me for, just for a moment, right? So... You're paying for online services from your cable company or from your telephone company, whoever, right? You're paying for online service, right? Then you're paying an additional online service fee to Xbox Live. I'm, I'm doing the Xbox version, not the PlayStation. Xbox Live, you're paying for Xbox Live. I don't know what that money's for still because I'm, I'm paying to be online anyway. It's just I'm the trying port. to figure out what that is. It's just the
0: port on the back. That's how much it costs to put yeah. the internet port back there, right? 10 bucks right. a month. Or, so yeah. then
1: I'm paying for Xbox Live. Then I'm paying for Xbox Game Pass.
0: Right now, they bundled, bundled, now now games. they bundled it all together. Yeah,
1: right. Whatever. Then I'm buying. Then I'm buying the game, and then the, after the I buy the game, then there is the money inside the game <clears> that I now pay for the the content inside the game, the right. are microtransactions or whatever. Right. So, don't you think at some point that we went from a it's got to be at least two hundred to four hundred percent more per person they're making a year out of any game normal gamer after everything's been added together? Okay. And, and once again it's a great idea to charge for a service that's that's that is money you would never have seen right i'm you yeah. are i'm giving you the i'm giving you the ability to play a bunch of games that over you would never buy right, over over 100 that would, games that you would never buy yeah but i'm giving you the option to buy them you know to to try whatever
0: the, you want it's the, genius the average gamer cool. They're they're not losing money on consoles anymore. No. Trust me. The, a, the average gamer buys three games a year, three. The average gamer three. That's one hundred and twenty dollars. I'm sorry, that's one hundred and eighty dollars a year on games. If they average. buy if they buy a full price sixty dollar game for console, okay. They buy the console and then every year for the lifespan of that game, okay. Let's just say they buy three a year for five years or seven years. That's only twenty one cool. games in seven years, okay. They're giving you a hundred games. You buy the system. You don't buy anything else. You buy 15 bucks a month for a game pass and you have a hundred games in front of you. This is why gaming has gone up 40%, right? Xbox has told people it's gone up 40%. More people are playing more games on Xbox because doesn't mean they're finishing them. doesn't mean they're doing anything else, but they're opening more games. If you look at my game library of things I've downloaded, I've tried it, play it for an hour, two hours. I, I don't have that ability to, if I didn't have Game Pass, right, I wouldn't have that ability. Yeah, but it's not—it's not—it's not, it's not, it's not about—it's not about having the access to the hundred games. Oh yes, it is. It's about
1: having to time to actually play them. That, but you that's only just it. We have so much time right. to play. A you, game. you have the exact same amount so of time you had whether originally. Or not, whether or not I'm playing this game or that game, I'm still giving them an extra fifteen dollars a month for the ability for me not. Maybe I'm not playing at Here, all. If it, it's still the same. But if you, entertainment, entertainment is still entertainment. X number of hours a month is for me for entertainment. Right. In my mind, I'm just handing over more money for the same amount of entertainment. That's that's what I'm that in my mind. That's how it works. I'm handing over more money for the same amount of entertainment that I've had before. That's what it is. But I but it feels like value. Because I'm able to try things that I would not right. normally have tried before, right. because I'm not going to go out and buy every little fucking game that comes out. Exactly. Because in my in my mind, I got a couple of games in my wheelhouse. That's what I buy. I'm going to buy this, that, the other thing. But now, if I'm home alone and I got 20 minutes, and I ha- I don't I, I got to go to work in 20 minutes, I'm going to find a game on there that I would never try before. Thank God for Game Pass. <laughs> like, I get it, man. They they have found they they have found their golden goose. They their game companies are going to be fine guys. What you need to what what the community of gamers needs to do is to stop funding garbage, right? They have plenty of money. They have plenty of money. They will make they will be fine <coughs> making games. But you have to stop giving them the ability to make trash and then you guys all say, "Hey, this is a good fucking game." No, it's trash. It's trash. Right? Listen, the, the game that you don't buy just ends up in Game Pass anyway, right? So when Anthem comes back out and fails and yeah. fails and goes Lawbreaker, then exactly. they just move Anthem into the Game Pass and don't worry about it. Don't worry about it.
0: Right. Because if it does suck, they're like, I hey, just throw it in the Game Pass, right? Think about just it. Throw it in the Game if Pass. If you look at most of the games that are in Game Pass, they're independent studios, right? Most of them are independent I'm studios or – hold on. I'm happy for They're them. independent studios or they're bigger studios that have been out for three, four years, and then they throw the game on the Game Pass because it's like it's life ends, Right. The the little studios. If Microsoft approached you, you have a, a small studio. You're like, how many games did you do you need to sell to break even? Uh, we were hoping for five hundred thousand. Well, break even. No, 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 up, no, 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 no. I'm, no, a, I'm, no, a, I'm in yet, a business. No, I understand that. They're like, how many games are you looking to sell to, to make your money back and stuff? And they're like, well, we need we need five hundred thousand. Microsoft goes, okay, we'll give you two hundred million, and you're like, oh, okay. All right, we'll give you two hundred million dollars for your for your fifty thousand or for your hundred thousand dollar game that you created. Okay, how does that sound? That sounds fantastic. Great, you make That's no a bit high, but I, I get what you're saying. But you know what Go I'm saying. Ahead. Then they put it on Game Pass, okay, and it gets seen more than it would ever get seen if they throw it on the Steam Store or if they throw it on somewhere yeah, else and they get do, lost. How in, I in know, the- but how do I know Microsoft is not Walmart? Now know how Walmart operates. I, I think. I think. Say- I think you would hear one by now. They
1: bring they bring your product into Walmart, but we're gonna sell it for three cents a piece. Because no, the difference it takes me six cents to make it. No, no, because the difference between no the difference a Walmart
0: uh, shelf. No, the difference between Walmart and what you are saying here is, I am telling you now that EA or um, Microsoft pays them up front. They pay them up front. Walmart doesn't pay them up front. They're like, "Uh, we'll sell yours for three cents a thing, and they're like, oh, okay, you'll make this much money because we have a thousand stores, and they're like, okay, right, and that's what they do, right? They make them undercut, and then they make. They'll they'll sell. Hey, your dustpan's a dollar. We're gonna make one for ninety cents and put it right next to yours, right? And you're like, well, that's that's bullshit. That's not what EA. That's not what Microsoft is doing. Microsoft is saying, hey, you need to make a, how many copies? We need to sell five hundred thousand copies. Great. Here's the money for five hundred thousand copies and more, like a twenty percent kick, right? There you go. Make your next game. Don't worry about it. We've we've bought your game. You've made profit. You're a small studio. You've now made your money guaranteed plus 20%, okay? And they just throw it on the Game Pass. And everyone's like, oh, this is great. Like right now, I'm telling you guys right now, I downloaded Golf with Friends on Xbox Game Pass. If you have Xbox Game Pass, download it. We're going to play one night, okay? So make sure you have it on your thing, and we're we're all going to play Friends with Golf, okay? Golf with Friends, okay? So it's just like that. That game's on Game Pass. I would never play it, ever. I wouldn't pay 20 bucks for that game. But because it's on Game Pass, I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna download it. Let's play. Let's have some fun." Right. But that's why the
1: that's why it's genius. Perceived value is everything involved. That's why it's good. Yeah. Right. It's not to mention the fact that isn't it? Isn't it also structured Or if you if you have a game on Game Pass for a while and you want to buy it, you buy it at a discounted rate? Is that still? 20, that's yeah. Still it's 25 of percent off. Yeah. 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 It's great. But but that means everybody's got a system in their house. Got Game Pass, that is money every month. Yep, it looks great on this, it looks great on the books. Every month, we're making this. We're good, we're good. Now, here, that's why.
0: Go ahead, go ahead. That's why. What? No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, Devolver, Devolver, one of the developers, is worried about PS Plus and Xbox Game Pass and Apple Arcade, and here's why. Right, so subscription services gaming is only growing more prominent over the app over time. Apple Arcade service, iOS gamers, hundreds of games for a small monthly fee, while Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus have offered console models for some of the time now. These services and others like them are concerning to some regards to the boutique game publishers like Devolver, uh, Devolver Digital, okay, like Hotline Miami. Uh, and jousting and stuff. So, co-founder of the of the company told GameSpot that increasing popularity of subscription services is a is a worry because it could lead to a situation where the games get buried. All right, the thinking of the subscription packages also stu- uh, stuffed with games of subscribers might have difficulty finding something to play. Anyone who has used Netflix is aware of this phenomenon. Okay, quote the word subscription is worrying. And in the active of these areas, so can't uh, we can't stand on the sideline and just complain about these things. Game Pass, PlayStation Plus, Apple Arcade are things we all are participating in. And we ex- he explains, "quote You do wonder if you're going to lead your situation where there's so much content that you kind of fall off the edge. That's one of the things that keeps us up at night." Okay, like Donald Trump is what he said, <laughs> right? So that that is that is a problem. So maybe they're not getting money up front. Maybe they have a deal saying that you get this percentage, but you're going to be on there. Who knows what the structure is? I would love to find out what the structure is, but nobody knows what the structure is. Right, okay? it's a mystery. Yeah. It's but mystery. that that is one of the reasons that people are worried that they get buried within this, this realm of stuff. Okay, so the next story I want to talk about is the Zack Snyder cut. Okay, if you guys haven't been following this story, okay, Zack Snyder is the director of the Justice League. Now, if you went to go see the movie in 2017... Zack Snyder filmed and directed the movie, okay? He filmed and directed the movie, and then when it launched, he had a tragic accident that nobody should go through, okay? If you don't know the story, look it up. I'm not going to bring it up, okay? But as a father, just say I'd be fucking devastated, okay? So he had a, had a, a horrific accident with a family member, and he left before the movie was done, okay? So Josh Whedon came in, and he edited it, And they originally thought that they only made a couple of changes and stuff like that, and that was his cut. But when it came out, Zack Snyder himself was like, what the fuck is this shit, right? Because that wasn't his vision for what Justice League was, right? It was supposed to be a much darker tone and stuff like that. Like, it was a dark tone, but not Zack Snyder dark tone. Like, if you watch Zack Snyder's Superman, okay, it was a dark tone. Like, Superman literally, you know... Like, kills somebody snapping his neck, and Superman doesn't kill, right? But that's the reason he doesn't kill now, because of what he had to do, right? So he, he's like, I'm never going to do that again, right, type of thing. That's the type of darkness that, that is in Zack Snyder's head, and if he did the DC thing justice, no no pun intended, okay, it would have been a better, better film. So, for two years, fans have been saying, show us the Zack Snyder cut, Show us the Zack Snyder cut. And everyone's like, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Studios are like, it doesn't exist. There's no such thing as the Zack Snyder cut. Technically, there wasn't a Zack Snyder cut because Zack Snyder didn't edit the movie. Josh Whedon did. So now, Zack Snyder, HBO Max, called Zack Snyder up and said, we would like you to do your Zack Snyder cut. So it's coming out in 2021 on HBO Max. And what I love about this, he, he, he said it. He said that thank you for giving the artist an opportunity to show because he, he, he started it and he wanted to end it. And he couldn't because of the situation that he was in. So now he gets a chance to redo what he wanted to do, which is phenomenal. Right. So he's getting some of the cast back to do reshoots and stuff like that and other other work. There was so much on the cutting room floor, he said, that literally Cyborg is like not even in the movie. Right? You see him and you're like, what's this part? He had nothing. Like, There was so much stuff. So it's turning into, get this, okay? it's either turning into a four-hour feature film okay, or it's going to be a six-part miniseries on HBO Max. Now, I don't know how HBO Max does their I don't know if they do Netflix type of material or if they do Disney Plus type of material.
1: I hope they go the episodic route.
0: I hope they go the episodic route as well and I think they're going to go Disney Plus route meaning release one episode a week for like six weeks, right? Because then if you put it there, you're going to get two months of subscription models at least, right? If you do four, then you have to do it halfway between this month and then halfway between the months. So you get the two episodes. But if you do six, you can start off at the beginning of the month and then go to the next month and you get 2 you're getting two weeks or two months of subscription, right? And we were just talking about game pass. You want the recurring, recruiting subscription model, User spending. right? So, Here's one thing that's great about this. That he actually finally gets to show his movie that he wants. Okay? But the problem, if this works, this opens up a whole can of worms. Right? No one's talking about this. Because if Zack Snyder's cut comes out, and let's say it is better than the movie we got. Well, then studios start looking at this and going, hmm. So let's do multiple cuts. Now, there are multiple cuts. Like, you can get the director's cut on DVD. Okay. And they have a couple of extra like cut scenes or behind the scene type stuff and you have the director like talking over the the stuff. But you don't have an actual director's cut because the studio always gets involved and always cuts shit out and then the editor says some stuff and there's a lot of jargon that goes on behind the scenes in filmmaking, right? So if this works and it comes out and it's a better film than what the original film was, studios are like, "Hmm. Well, let's release one in theaters, hence Star Wars, The The Rise of Skywalker, Ken- Kathleen Kennedy's edition, okay? Don't say it. And then J.J. Abrams comes out with the better cut, which is now on Disney Plus down the road. Oh, and by the way, three months down the line, George Lucas has a cut for The Rise of Skywalker, and now there's three fucking films out there, right? And then let's fast forward five years from now, and you're like... Well, this happened in this movie you're like, "Well, that's not canon because that's Kennedy's film and this is JJ's film and JJ is the one and Ben Lucas is the one and this is the content that's I'm getting a headache. I'm getting a headache just thinking about right? it." Right. That's what's going to happen. Okay, that's what's going to happen. Because if, if if Snyder gets his cut, why not me? Why can't I get my cut of the film, right? And it starts to and with with these streaming services, it makes perfect sense why not, right? Because why would you want to watch the same movie again? When you can have a better, longer version of it, or a different cut of a version, if like a "what if happened" type of thing, this opens a can of worms, man. This opens a can of worms. I'm happy for Zack Snyder. I'm happy for like being an artist and being able to do what you wanted to see your vision through. But the future looks pretty grim for for moviegoers now. One, we don't even know if we're going back into theaters. Okay. Yeah. This is this is right?
1: This is a rough time, man.
0: Right? We don't even know if we're going back into theaters. And two, we don't even know if, if if, they're giving us the best possible project now. Now think about this. If this works out for the movie industry, does the gaming industry pick this up and release a part of a game? And then down the road, they release a director's cut of the same game, but it's different now? It plays different, has different story elements and stuff? Like, what the f- Fuck! You know what I'm saying? Like this opens up a whole can of worms. It's not just as simple. I know everyone looks at it and goes, "Yeah, Zack Snyder's getting his, his his director's cut. Fantastic!" It opens up this whole whole can of worms. What do you think?
1: I I, I really hope this doesn't work out. I, I don't want to see eight versions of the same movie. Uh, not that will happen to every movie, but there'll be certain movies where you're gonna get different cuts. I don't I don't want to see. <laughs> Right? It's bad enough I have to suffer through a lot of the garbage as it is. I don't want to see the whole thing.
0: <clears throat> All right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anthem's low-key. I, I can't imagine I can't imagine having to watch a movie again with a different cut because the first one sucked. So now I have to pay some more money to find out if the movie's actually good or not.
0: Well, that's why they're not bringing it back in theaters. It's a smart move, especially if you're no, already... But, but, a- it, it, only only via that subscription service. Right. right. Well, it's a it's a good move because if you're already an HBO Max subscriber, then you're like, oh cool, this is a bonus. And if you're not a HBO Max subscriber, you're like, oh man, I really want to see that. Right? And then you'll you'll have to rent you'll have to get it, right? So and it's only on HBO Max. It's not gonna be sold later on, right? It's only on HBO Max. Right, bring back the unmastered remastered. Star Wars cut right the one that wasn't touched just show know. me the original Star Wars again
1: I'll tell you I tell you what I am gonna buy though and I, and I I have an original version of it uh and it's not bootleg but this year I think I think it's either August I think it's coming out but the 40 year 40 year anniversary of Flash Gordon director's oh, cut ch- or ch- whatever thing is coming out in August
0: that's that's such a good movie. Such a bad well, but good movie. I'm
1: definitely gonna have to buy that because uh, it's all <laughs> remastered. It's made it made to look all badass. Like I, it, I love that movie. I love
0: the original Flashboard. Gordon. We'll have to, I'll have to. take a look at that when it comes out. Um. All right. Last story I want to talk about. We're gonna go over time a little bit. Okay. Is Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan. If you guys don't watch Joe Rogan, he's on YouTube right now. It was a podcast. It turned into a video podcast. Um. He has over 150 million views a month okay sign an exclusive deal with spotify okay for spotify and this is huge right because spotify one doesn't have video yet they do right Yes. no no they don't have it yet they're testing it right now they they don't they don't don't. they're only testing it out with one streamer right now it's two it's a it's a podcast with two people okay they're testing it right now and when Joe Rogan gets on there, they are going to have full episodes exclusively after September 1st. He signs a $100 million multi-year deal. I was assuming it's at least three to five. Okay. Got it. Got to be at least three to five. Good for him. Right now it's coming over to Spotify. Now that's the only place you'll be able to listen to the full shows, audio and video. Now he's not getting off of YouTube completely. You can still go to YouTube and watch segments So if you want to watch the whole thing, you're going to have to go to Spotify. And now they're adding a video player, which I think is pretty cool. I would love to get this onto Spotify. Like, we have audio on Spotify, but I would love to get the video portion of it on Spotify. Like, hook us up. Like, where is it at? How can I do it? Right? There is no way of doing it right now because they're only opening it up to such a small few group of people. What this does, this is – I I, I take this, okay – this is shaking up the waters here a little bit. Because people don't look at this, but Howard Stern leaving regular broadcast radio to go over to Sirius Radio back in the day was earth-shattering, right? Like people people moved to Sirius, you know, XM when it came out to listen to Howard Stern, right? He is the Joe Rogan of this like now. Like Joe Rogan in the YouTube world is like the Howard Stern, okay? So them signing this deal, and now I'm going to compare it also to Ninja, Ninja moving from Twitch to Mixer and getting signed. And then other streamers are like, oh wait, you can get signed for shit like this. So now other podcasts and other people that are, they're on Spotify, they're on iTunes, we're on Google, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on anchor.fm, we're on like all these different platforms. But if you can monetize yourself and get signed a contract, this is this is big money. This is big things, right? It's shaking up the industry now because YouTube right now is in a weird spot. YouTube is like changing the way YouTube is to become like traditional television. It's very strange to me, okay? Because YouTube was created by user content creators, me and you and people watching, just the average Joe or Jane, okay? Okay. And that's how YouTube was created. And now, YouTube is monetizing and, and bringing in big guys. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Tonight Show, NBC, CBS, ABC. They're showing normal shows. They're they're turning into traditional television, which is strange to me. One, I they're, they're changing stuff all the time. I don't know if they're bored during this whole pandemic stuff. They changed the comment section on the mobile stuff. Uh, I'm getting weird algorithms now where I'm getting videos submitted to me that I should watch that are like five years old or things I've never even watched before or it's just, it's very strange. Like if you watch this, all of a sudden they start pumping in all this other stuff. And it's like, they unsubscribing me to people. They're subscribing me to people or not subscribing me, but basically I'm subscribed because every day, even when I hit not interested, they pop up back into my actual thing. There's ads during a 10 minute long segment I'll I'll be three minutes in, and the ad that pops up is 40 fucking minutes long. How does this work? How do you have an ad that's four times longer than the actual content that I'm watching itself? It's very strange to me how they're doing this, right? So Spotify is coming in, and they're trying to shake it up because not only are they trying to compete with iTunes, okay, because iTunes is the number one podcast platform, and, and then Spotify is right next to them, This is going to push them over that edge. Just Joe Rogan by himself will push them over the edge to be competitive with iTunes, okay? On top of that, now they're going for the throat of of YouTube because they're bringing video onto Spotify, which is huge, right? There's a huge, huge market that people will see because there's a lot of people that just use Spotify and now they have the option. YouTube doesn't do this, right? You can't just listen to audio on YouTube. It's very hard on mobile. Like you have to close the phone, open it back up, hit the play button. And sometimes you you have to watch the video. It uses more power. On theirs, on Spotify, you can just hit audio only and move on and you you can listen to the whole podcast. So this is going to be a a really cool thing to see what happens come this time next year to see the shakeup happen. But I'm hoping that, look, competition is great, right? Competition is great. YouTube has to get their shit together because now Spotify, who you never thought was going to get in that market, is now going to get in the video market. And now they're competing with all these other big, big, big wigs out there.
1: Well, I think I think YouTube has absorbed enough of the, of the public over the years, and now they're going to go to a real network type of thing where they're going to start phasing out people that don't bring them in the revenue that they want. Because remember, everything costs everything costs bandwidth, right? Everything all yeah. these people using yeah. the bandwidth, right? So if they can figure a way to make just as much money or even more with less people in the bandwidth, they will. Right? That's that's how it's going to be. So slowly but surely the contracts are going to change what's going to happen for for actual current content creators is going to change slowly and it, and people aren't going to notice it but that's why they're going down the route of big wigs big names big contracts just just how it goes right they they tried every man's thing they tried it where everybody comes in it's it's, it's content cre- uh, creator content great it worked out for a little while now it's about the money because remember how much money they shelled out over the year right now it's about return on, now it's about return on an investment right right What's probably going to happen is YouTube's probably probably turn into some kind of network like a, like a, well, like a regular network it, it is right it, it's it's going down that direction and somebody else will go back to the to the it's just about people thing
0: and it'll start over again well that's basically what spotify is doing right because yeah. anybody can start a podcast right anyone can do a podcast i mean spotify bought anchor spotify bought um i forget the other company they bought but they bought multiple companies for podcasting, platforming, and stuff like that. And now here they are. They're upgrading their, their platform to make it video to compete with. Uh, do I think Spotify will compete with YouTube? No, because I don't think Spotify is going to show like Keyboard Cat and stuff like that. They're showing content, like produce shows that are podcasts and audio and musicians, live concerts or whatever. They'll show on Spotify, right? Like instead of just watching or listening to a music, you can now watch the music video, right? That's huge. Right, because now you can just go to Spotify, and if you want to watch music videos, because where can you watch music videos? Only YouTube. Wow, we're we're, go- we're going back to music videos. No, there's still wow. music videos. Yeah, you can go to YouTube and watch music videos all day long. But there's no MTV's... Is MTV thing still a thing? Does MTV still exist? It's, first off, because I don't watch it's, cable.
1: It's a giant. It's a giant trash. And fire do like they
0: still, still show music videos? No. At all? Is there like a TRL or anything I think, like that? I
1: think, I think I think they show music videos from three to three fifteen. <laughs>
0: and they speed them up five times the speed so Yeah, that's, blah,
1: blah, blah. that's the only time you have to see videos at MTV
0: yeah that's crazy alright that's the show Generation X Gaming a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week and we rant along the way episode 217 is in the can if you would like to help us out in any way shape or form head on over to anchor.fm as little as 99 cents you can help us out If you'll also please share, like, and subscribe. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, or many other platforms, please review it. Please share, like, subscribe, give us your feedback. Share it with a friend because it helps us grow. Uh, Also, we do a GXG micro episodes every single day. Every single day, if you download the audio version on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm, okay? Okay you can listen to a small brief 5 to 15 long minute audio i read stories and i give you my my thoughts and opinions on them if you like that type of stuff head on over to gxg micro episodes it's under generation x gaming it's underneath the same platform you'll you'll listen to this also go over to 30installgaming.live everything is in one location now so if you want to follow us on Twitter, if you want to follow us on the podcast, audio version, if you want to go to the YouTube channel, if you want to go all the all the content that I do is on one site, 30andstillgaming.live. So please go check that out as well. I'll put it in the chat for you guys. Go check it out. Oh, no. Da, 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 da. There it is. 30andstillgaming.live. Please share it and spread the word. Follow Sarge. at Sarge McCluskey. Follow me at 30 Gaming. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. See you guys in the next one.
1: Take care, guys.
0: They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combine they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.